recording. <laughs> Damn it, I just pressed record. <laughs> Fuck. Steve was just singing Disney shit. Did you not catch that part? No, I didn't oh. catch it. You gotta be quicker. But, well, PCP 51. <laughs> Sunday. What day is it? It's November 17th. November 17th. Uh, I have a calendar now. <laughs> Steve's back. This is Savi. We got Mikey and Stacy. Wow, so subtle that I'm back. Little known Can fact. Can I get an about applause, Disney please? Plus. Little known Thanks, fact dude. about Disney Plus. <laughs> the Aladdin cartoon is not on Disney Plus. Shout out to Vincent who's mad about that. <laughs> the only person in the world who's mad about that. Claims that it's like the greatest thing that Disney ever put out. Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know if he made that claim. You know Torrance still exists, right? Yeah, I know. You, hello. We don't uh, want to be shut down. Sh- I didn't can't, tell. We can't tell the anything. big corporations that we still do. <laughs> I mean, they people still do. I worry about them attacking us when we have fifty listeners. <laughs> How? Cl- what are we at? Like fifteen? Yeah, something 17? like that. That happens. We're in the occasionally in the mid to high teens. This is the worst cold open ever. I'm still recording. I can show you the world. <laughs> Shining, shimmering, splendid. How much more can I sing without getting like copyright strikes? Of silence, dude. Oh. Gabe's gonna hate this one. Do we though? All right. Do I start now? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Man, I'm out of practice. Read the thing. <laughs> Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Party Chat People's Podcast. Steve Bot. As always, I'm Steve. Joined by Zavi, Stacy, and Mikey. And we're here to talk about video game stuff. Yay. Beep, boop. <laughs> it's going to be one of those days, folks. But we're glad to have Steve back. Yeah. Did you have coffee? If this, back, yeah, I did. Steve. The only thing that I bring to this podcast is fun in the first 15 minutes. And then I get shut down for every single tangent. There we go. <laughs> That's Aww. not true. That's not true. Almost, almost every single tangent. No, unless like letting you talk for thirty seconds so like counts as shutting you down. No, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> so what? What you're saying is we're going to talk about Disney Plus today, right? Okay, oh God. Nope, moving on. <laughs> what are we going to talk about, Mikey? We are going to. I literally about just just got done saying I get everything shut down. except <laughs> what Steve wants. Do you know how much I've watched this week? <laughs> Okay. Boy. I watched Hercules. I watched Aladdin. I watched Avatar. I watched X Men, the animated series. You've watched The Imagineer? I watched The Imagineering Story, The Mandalorian. I watched Moana, which has cemented itself as one of my favorite Disney movies. Yeah. So. Steve. <laughs> Video games. <laughs> See that line where the sky meets the sea. What are we gonna talk oh, about today, Mikey? <laughs> We're gonna talk about <laughs> Death Stranding, Mini Metro, Discolored. Hmm. Discolored? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Destiny 2. Destiny 2, Fred Durstiny. Destiny 2, Electric Boogaloo. Uh Call of Duty Fred Durstiny Mobile. And that chocolate Starfish. Yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> Jedi Star Wars Fallen, Fallen Order. Order. And Isn't it Jedi colon fallen? Jo- Jedi colon fallen order. No, is the colon supposed to be? Did, a they, did they outsource their title to Square Enix? It's I know, right? Mm-hmm. No, it has to have like you know uppercase and then mm-hmm. special characters mm-hmm. and numbers. So is it Star sense. Wars colon Jedi colon? No, I think it's Star, Star Wars, Wars Jedi. Jedi Star Wars colon. Jedi colon order sixty six dash fallen order underscore. We want Obi Wan back. 
There we go. X, X on either <laughs> side of the title. X, X on either side, yeah. Now it just sounds like a 352 over and now two like parsecs. Receipt number 845926 at Best Buy. <laughs> and last but not least, uh, Pokemon Sword. Sword. Not Shield. Not Shield. Not Shield. And As Zabi had it spelled earlier. We are the only podcast keeping Anthem alive, and we are going to be <laughs> talking about Anthem next and how it's going to be the are best Are we, or is it GameStop ever? leading it with their Black Friday sure. sales? Uh, probably, probably get Anthem for seven dollars. So, so Oof. the one thing I'll say about that, we'll <laughs> talk, talk more about it when it comes up. But like, at least they didn't do the usual EA thing and shut down Bioware. Yay! Uh, Wave flags. Like, I guess. I guess. But can Bioware come back from the? the I mean, first of all, the disappointment of Andromeda. Followed by the disappointment of Anthem? Look, I said this about... Um, when Is the, Bioware canceled? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's ship, ship of Theseus, right? You know that whole philosophical thing? If you remove every single plank of no. wood from a ship, is it still the same ship, right? Like um, that's, that, Is that what that's called? That's, that's called the ship of Theseus. Oh, interesting. So, okay. so, like, so like I said the same thing when we were talking about the freaking Silent Hill pinball machine or mm. pachinko machine, yeah. which is like... Is it still I don't, Silent Hill? I don't give a shit right. about the, the franchise... Like, when all of the people who are responsible for it have moved on. Exactly. They they could surprise us and and be like, oh, okay, they still pulled out something good. But, like, I don't... There's no reason to have an allegiance to Bioware when everyone who is is primarily responsible for, like, the games that we love is no longer there. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't get it. But didn't Casey Hudson come back for something? For Anthem for a little bit. Didn't for it? Anthem yeah. for a little bit, right? Then, and then he and then he then left again. Like, Oof, bye guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the place I left. I'm sorry. And I then came the, to last, the wrong place. The last news story is um at XO nineteen, which we're not talking about, <laughs> but I guess we'll just talk about one game that was announced. Um Tell, tell me, me why, why. I don't nod. <laughs> and Jeez. I believe it is it is noteworthy because it is a game that is going to feature uh, two protagonists, one of which is a trans I man. have a request for every time we talk about this game from this point onward. Mm-hmm. Then we break in the song. Every time that you say the title, you have to say it in the form of the song. I'm okay with that, actually. I could do it. Yeah. I'm all right with it. Michael? Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have the energy to resist you. <laughs> yeah. So, we have an agreement. From this point forward, hands in, hands in, every single time. You should see Mikey just slowly. Every single time, you say it in the form of the song. That means when it comes down to next year, and we talk about this, I want to hear it. Just like, like that. And tell today on um, party PCP number 120, we're going to be talking about Tell Me Why. <laughs> All right. Absolutely. And people who have not seen this episode will just be super confused. Yeah, that's going to be our trope like, going forward. What the fuck forward. are they talking about? <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> sounds good. I'm cool with it. Anyway, <laughs> let's get started. Let's, let's talk get about started. our favorite our franchise favorite that weird happens ass in game. space. You're, you're speaking no. like one oh, of the characters. What? Let's do Star oh, you Wars. Wanna, you want to start off with Star Wars? Yeah. Wow. All right, cool, cool, cool. Death Stranding's old news. You're old news. <laughs> I know. <laughs> trying to become new news, but it hasn't really worked out. New news. I've heard good things about this Star Wars. Tell me. Um, so, I am surprised yes. because when I saw some footage of the game earlier, it did not look very good, if I'm honest. Um, it so, looked like very stereotypical demo where you're just like... I'll, I'll say I, what... My, my impression just was don't. I just know nothing about this game. I'll it say like what everyone's going well, to be. And saying about this a, game. There's a negative history of Star Wars games. It is a With strong... With the exception of Knights of the Old Republic, which was yeah. fantastic, but very, very old. That's my favorite piece of Star Wars anything. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I 
will tell you this. It is a strong, standard Star Wars game. Okay. Mm-hmm. There is nothing that stands out about it. Mm. It's just a strong Star Wars title, which we haven't had in a very, very long time. Mm. So something that comes in at the baseline and doesn't disappoint in any aspect mm-hmm. would, should be seen as a good game. A big step <laughs> yeah. up for them. It's, it's, like it's, when, it's getting... Maybe like, it's just like the expectations were so low that yeah, it's like when you. It's, yeah. it's like when you're a Mets fan, Mets fan and like they're actually doing decent for a season and you're just like, they're going to do it, man. They're going to win the World Series. It's well, more like a grading curve. <laughs> It's like you got a 65 on the test, but the, because of the curve, you got an 82, so. Yeah, it's like yeah. EA put something out yeah. that's not like that's not infuriating yeah. garbage, so we're just like, oh, like pat it on the head. You guys did it. You did it. You can Good do job. it. Yeah. You've right. shown us that you tell can me, do it. Tell me more about this game. So this game is, <sighs> I mean... If you were just to look at any take on the internet right now, you know, you'll get a lot of Metrovania versus, you know, meets Dark Souls, meets Uncharted. That's probably the most reductive but easy way to sort of describe this game. Um, it's a beautiful looking game. Right now I'm playing, they have a performance mode and like a regular mode. So when you put on performance mode, it's much like um, God of War where mm-hmm. the frame rate is prioritized. You know, it doesn't look as pretty, but it definitely is way smoother. Mm-hmm. Um, you take control uh, as Cal Kestis and the mod- they model him after, what's his name? Cameron, Cameron Monaghan from Shameless, Shameless. And then he was also like the Joker figure on Gotham. Mm-hmm. Um, so the I would- mocap is Really, really it's good. good. Yeah. I heard that he's going to be a. Um, yeah. That this is canon. Yeah, this is canon. in the Star Wars lore at this point. Well, everything yeah. now is. And that is. I feel with that news, like you may end up seeing him in something. Yeah. Down the that line. Would be reasonable. Yeah. He is a good actor. Yeah. Yeah. He, he does. With what he's given in this game. Yeah. He actually does a good job. Okay. Yeah, There's I mean, nothing, like, stand I, out. I, I've, I mean, I, ha- we, I'm early in the game. I've only received two force powers. I got push and that's pretty mm-hmm. part of the Standard. early marketing material so far but I'm definitely like about three hours in mm-hmm. um, what I do like about the game is that the traversal is pretty cool um, it was weird that you have to learn wall run but whatever you got it <laughs> I was just like you don't just have this well, like it's, take, it's taking a metroidvania yeah. approach yeah. to a lot of that stuff so yeah. like you have to unlock certain yeah but I just thought wall run was like well, that's like that's a weird one because like it's, it's a force athletic, power, right? But they give it to you. They give it to you right at the beginning. They so give it to you right really, at the beginning. Like, it's, it's literally from the first planet. Yeah, so it's more yeah. of a gameplay purpose. Yeah, to show yeah, you that like, yeah. hey, there's reasons it's, that you can't pass yeah. this because like I think when you get it, there's two paths you can go. There's a wall there, and you're like, that looks like something so they, I can run across. Not, yeah. So you try and you can't. Yeah. And then you go the other way, and it's like, hey, here's wall run. Then you go. And back. Then you go. Yeah. Gotcha. Um. So just to do an early plot thing for the game. You're basically on this, you know, downtrodden planet. You know, basically it's the last five remnants. years post Order sixty six. Uh, Order sixty six. So you are definitely you are, are ex Jedi Padawan, and you know you wanted to save your life, so you just became like a junker. So you're working in like this, you know, typical, un- not unlike the way most Star Wars st- stories start, in like a I'm junk. I'm down planet. on my luck, person. Um, so something happens where never, your your best friend. Your best friend is a, or like your your friend worker um, was about to fall, and then and you use the force to did. save him. 
And they have these inquisitors mm-hmm. who are like around or spies. So I guess either someone heard, saw him or sensed him. And, you know, they come to the planet. So they're like, hey, you know, we know someone is here. You know, come out, you know, spare everyone here. And his friend, you know, sacrifices himself so that he can escape. So you meet like one mm-hmm. of the inquisitors and she's a badass and you escape. Um, you meet uh, this late uh, lady named Sarah and who is Deborah Wilson from Mad TV. Looks just like her. Wow. Well, sort of, but wow. like uh, her she's coming back. She's got really bulgy eyes. Yeah, she's got really bulgy <laughs> eyes. But um, it was cool. I was like, this lady sounds and looks familiar. And I was like, yep, it's her. But um, you found out that she was also an ex-Force uh, user, and she cut off her connection to the Force to just survive, which I don't know oh, if we've ever experienced. Uh, That's happened been. before in the lore. But like in the there main, in like people. some of the main canon There's stuff. Been, um. Yeah, there have been characters that have cut themselves off from the Force yeah. in the past. And I can't remember off the top yeah. of my head, but they've done it before. And it's, yeah. it's like a thing that you can do. Yeah, So she, but she still supports the cause and she doesn't want people to get killed. So, you know, she she intercepts Kill. like the um, the radio signal and she's right there on time to save him. Mm-hmm. So basically they go on this quest to sort of reestablish um, the Jedi Order and you're going from planet to planet to get your powers back because you, there's some sort of, you sort of forgot them. And as you go through temples and different areas, you find these spots where he can, Cal can re- remember his powers. So it's basically a typical power crawl where you get powers, you get that. There's a. And they managed to throw some lore at you by you going through these temples and stuff. Yeah, Sounds yeah, nice. yeah. Um, so I've only been through two temples basically, and it's just more of you remembering like where you came from and. Um, I don't really want to spoil anything. I, I think it's good that people go through this story because I've heard actually the, the back end gets really, really, really good. So mm-hmm. I'm really kind of just want to, I'm going through it solely. But um, as far as the battle system, it's definitely more uh, more deliberate system. Uh, I do like that this company... Deliberate compared to something in particular? Or? Uh, if I mean, if the easiest comparison people are saying is like, oh, how does it compare to Force Unleashed? Or that since mm-hmm. that was a last... Right action adventure yeah, star yeah. wars game force unleashed is much faster paced yeah this and is it's more it's, and much more kind of if, careless if you like have to take more time with this game in your yeah. encounters you can uh mm-hmm. force unleash is uh, unleashed is more akin to a dmc mm-hmm. and this is definitely more akin to like a dark soul something that's more deliberate right so um, you need okay. to strategize to get through these um well this is where i was gonna head to so i like mm-hmm. what they do they took the tomb raider route the latest mm. Tomb Raider, where they basically have three um, distinct difficulties. No, well, oh. three major <laughs> matrices. They have three matrices that they uh, manage a difficulty on. Oh, that's so, what I mean. Multiple difficulties, like the, Oh, well, they're they're, that they're more like if you there's preset difficulties. Yeah, but they but show you the three sliders of what of they'll the do. Sliders. So like how much parry time you have, awesome. how much. Um, health, I think, damage you take. And then, uh, dam- and then enemy, enemy health aggressiveness. doesn't change. Yeah, and enemy aggressiveness. Okay. Enemy oh, health wow. never changes throughout so the game. So you're like able to mess around with the AI. Well, whichever well, but it's, but it's yeah. really set. So I'm going to so yeah. visualize Right, but they'll always have the same health numbers and you'll yeah, do yeah, the same you'll damage. Do, but oh, you'll always you do the same damage? Yeah, I think it's yeah. their oh. defense meter damage is what changes. So Their defense stamina. There's four difficulties. There's story, Jedi, Jedi Master, and Jedi... Master and then something else. I forgot the the last one was, mm-hmm. but on story, all these bars are filled up. So parry time, you have full parry time. Um, right. Enemy uh, aggressiveness is low, so it's full. And then um, enemy 
what was it? Uh, damage you take is full, so you get less damage. As you go down, the meters will start to slide. So the first, well, no, the, it goes, the normal it's inverted from what you're saying. So the parry goes, time meter is full. At yeah, the yeah, yeah. So and but, then the rest so are at the those lowest. are kind yeah. of presets, but then you can fiddle with the. No, you can't. So the uh, preset oh, goes down okay. seventy five percent. And then the it, third difficulty okay. is like 50 and 40. Yeah, so there's and no then, such thing as like a custom difficulty. Not a custom, but you get a sense of like what, what changes, what changes okay. and, and what you can handle. It seems a little odd that they didn't go just that extra step to give you a custom difficulty option. Uh, well, as I continue to describe to. the game, um, this is fine because uh, mm. there are some negatives. But that okay. that's cool. I'm playing on the Jedi Master difficulty, which is the second, second to last one. difficulty. So. What was the hardest one called? I forgot. Grandmaster or something. Grandmaster? Like okay. And that is Should where... Should be called Yoda. So that one is specifically the <laughs> parry time of. is like ten, like at 10% of the full bar. Oof. It goes from like wow. 40 to 10. One wow. second. Because he said Yoda. So I've been watching mm-hmm. The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> no! God damn it! I'm sorry for, to everyone's ears And you're spoiling The Mandalorian yelling. for other people who didn't watch it. So. He's not going to watch it because he said he's not going to get Disney+. Plus. I'm going to watch it. So, so you have to stop talking. Also, not video games. Please. When are you going to watch it? I'll watch because it because spoilers. Tonight. You guys can start your own Disney Plus. Okay, your own Disney Plus. And guess what? But yes. the first Not episode's now. been out for a week. All right, stop. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, okay. Um, so I do like. So you have your well, force d- powers. Um, what? You have a roll dash. You can do a light and heavy attack, and your sort of heavy attacks are a part of your force bar. So they kind of have mm. the bloodborne system where, as long as you attack people your force gauge mm. increases. So you yeah. can't just force powers, force powers, force powers, okay. force powers. You have to attack in order to get that power back. So it's more uh, of an offensive sort of... It is defensive yeah. slash offensive where um, I believe parrying also gives you back your force powers. Yeah. So, it also um, kind of feels like borrowing a fighting game trope where you're powering yeah, special or something. Yeah. Mm. yeah. One mm. thing I was... One negative I will say about the battle system is that they're definitely... I feel like they didn't really think about crowd control and there is another type of weapon in the game which I'm not going to spoil that helps with the crowd control but it's just sort of machine guns. I think you can spoil it because it's (laughs) almost there it's not hidden it isn't hidden? It's not because you run through that actually and it is a part of your I mean it is a part of your skill thing it's literally part of a cutscene that happens that you have to take and then it's like around the corner from something so even if you do minor exploring it's there Okay. So you sent me the video. It's a double-bladed lightsaber. Okay. Mm. So it basically, you sent me the video and I thought it was going to be like a secret thing. It wasn't. And it then actually I did wasn't it a secret. and then it's, it's actually just right it's around there. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's But you technically don't, but technically if you go to that planet first, you can't do anything because you don't have a lot of your traversal powers. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So this game is, I believe you, tra- tra- you travel between five planets and then they have like a, a, a pretty decent map. I want to say like... Each planet, um, just with base exploration, took about 30 to 40 minutes to explore. And that was just like, you know, sort of, yeah. Um, And then then you are promised to come back once you get more. You can definitely see areas where you're like, oh, I can't do this. Or on the map, which is great because it has like the 3D imaging map that Mm -hmm. um, like a hollow map that comes from BD1. And um, you can see like red pathways and they highlight it with like a red door like, oh, you can't get into yet. So mm. it's pretty cool. Um, I'm still very early. Um, it's super great. Uh, fighting stormtroopers is great. The dialogue um, among the side tro- stormtroopers is fantastic. Have you listened to it? No. Uh, I've only had it's, the it's one very encounter comedic, like on if you, the If intro. you don't attack them They're, right they're away, sort kind of, of like in line of what, what of like uh, Force Awakens, like the humor of like, 
yeah, I'm going to get you, traitor. Or like when they're seeing, um, what's his name? Uh, what's uh, Adam... Brody's character, Cal, Ky- Kylo Ren. And he's like, Driver. he's like, yeah, what, whatever. <laughs> Adam Driver? Brody, whatever his name is. <laughs> whatever. Um, when he's like, he's like destroying the the room that Ray escaped from, and then they like walk, and then they're like, yeah, not today. Uh, they're just like the, yeah. the 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 dialogue, the ambient dialogue is like hilarious. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it's they're really the, really funny. They're the humor in the game. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, it seems like they're the humor in the franchise now. Like, let's make kind fun of, of stormtroopers. Oh yeah, that's definitely something. That's that one where I it feels they, like they listen to the fans. Yeah, Honestly, yeah. You know. For a game that's you know fairly serious when it comes to like sure. the the thrust of the mm-hmm. movie of like you know here's an empire just trying to basically exert its will over everybody and killing people who don't want to follow. It's like right. let's just yeah. make the grunts stupid and funny, <laughs> you know, yeah. like putties. <laughs> putties. Oh boy. Um, so I'm really excited to continue this game. Um, I'm I've been moving through it fairly quickly. You know, mm-hmm. the week's been kind of crazy, but I've had some time on the weekend to. Well, it only came out. On Friday, yeah, but yeah, I'll have. Some I think time. I'm actually going to pick it up fairly soon because yeah. uh, the what I'm hearing is is quite good, and I think that um, story action games uh, like they're they're rare nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, they are. The last one they that are. came out was DMC, and that was a disappointment story wise. And I've heard good things about <sighs> the story for this one. So, what you mean, Devil May Cry Five or DMC? Oh yeah, sorry, Devil May Cry yeah, Five. Yeah, because DMC was DMC great. was great. Yes. Um, one thing before we move on, I do want to say that this game though does have some interesting technical problems. Hopefully, mm. I, I I was when I was listening to podcasts, I know that the review builds were like horrifying. Mm. So the day one patch was better, but um. Maybe there's they like, have more work there's to like do. Even on performance mode. I did, have, there's like, I did yeah. have some issues. This pop had, Oh, yeah, you have... I oof, had audio issues. Issue. I'm having a lot of audio hiccups mm. throughout mm. the game experience. So, like, sound will cut out for a second, and you'll hear the, the sound actually cut out. Mm. And actually, um, I went into the PlayStation main screen. <laughs> I went into the home screen and then went back into the game because I went to, like, go check the friends list or whatever. And mm. I went back into the game, and then there was no audio mm. whatsoever. Mm. And the audio, so the audio didn't come. And I'm like, wait, what the heck? Why isn't there any sound? Did something happen with my headset? So yeah. I went back to the home screen. The, the home screen sound worked. Yeah. So I had to reboot the game. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and, you, it, and as you know, you, the game only saves when you're at a meditation spot. Meditation spot. Uh, That's a Dark Souls-y. So um, or a workbench. Progress, or a workbench. I was near none of those things. So okay. I had to so there's a uh, huge glitch that happened <laughs> to my friend where we were trying to show him like, oh, you know, you can get the double-sided blader fairly quick. Yeah. Basically the first, second planet. And um, he got to the bench, so heard sounds... But Cal just stood there, and he heard a clanking and banging. When I got mine, there was like a, there's, a animation there's, a cut, there's an animation to, to go like the workbench. Right. And then yeah. when it was done, it said you have earned the double sided lightsaber. Oh, uh, so his and actual then, sequence didn't play just the sound. No. Um, so then he didn't get it. It finished, oh, and no. that's it. So like on on your you know ever. when you press start, you know when you press start, and you see yeah. like a character screen, it has yeah. your abilities at the bottom. It says like single lightsaber, double lightsaber on top, and he's like asking me, he's like, is there something on your menu? He's like, yeah, it says like lightsaber, an icon for lightsaber, an icon for double. He's like, I only have the single. I was like, I'm pressing right because you activate it. Like if you yeah. press left, it'll just turn off the bottom blade. He's right. like, yeah, it's okay. not turning on. So. It is like it does not exist. Uh, it just completely glitched out. We went on Reddit, yeah. and verbatim, what Oof. he said to me People was literally what the what first person who wrote Reddit uh, was. Ex- exactly. That's harsh. Apparently, like taking a weapon someone, you need and just saying, 
oops, there's a bug. You, you can never have, have it. Someone on <laughs> oh, further yeah. down said like that them, when you get shit. your first. Um, oh, one more thing. There's a lot of cosmetic attachments. They're really into like customizing That's what I was talk your, about. your lightsaber. Yeah. And it's all, there's no monetization. So, you know, they, you know, they let me just finish. Let me just finish this one part. So, if you get an attachment for the double sided part, yeah. it'll sort of trick the game into remind or reminding the game that you have it. So if you wait long uh, enough to get it, then the someone has says, oh, it popped up for me after <laughs> I got like the first attachment for the double-sided part. <laughs> oh, so boy. hopefully we're hoping. So the interesting thing about the lightsaber <laughs> building, which is what I, I kind of like of that customization aspect of it, mm. is they built that off of the build your own lightsaber thing at uh, Disney oh. Star Wars World. <laughs> okay. nice. So there's a whole store where like you pick yeah. different parts and you build your own lightsaber. Yeah. So they modeled it after that so you can change the different portions oh. of the Have lightsaber. Have you been? No, I okay. read an, I read something about it that, that that's okay. what they modeled it off of, and I thought that was really cool. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, um, yeah there's also I, there's also this. I don't know if this is graphical pop in or something. Maybe you guys can tell me where. So I'm playing, and I died from you know two enemies, and I I had died before, and I know it's a, a Dark Souls thing. So when you die, everything responds. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh okay, maybe these were special enemies. So I run up the stairs. I'm looking, and all of a sudden. The enemies pop in right next to me and just kill me. Oh. And there's specific parts no, that's where happening to me too. the world won't load in before you load in. I don't know what I don't remember what that's called, but like the world doesn't load in before yeah. you load in, and it's not loading in enemies and characters. So I was like, "What the?" So, so literally, like this part I was stu- well, no, this part I was stuck on. I would just stay at the meditation, just the area. I yeah. wouldn't be meditating wait and just load. wait for it to load in and go. <laughs> I don't want to go up, and then they pop up and. You know, no, it seems like a lot yeah. of the enemies. It's like unexpected horror game. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So they, they, there's a lot of them that just pop in off the screen. Like there's not, there's no tell that shows you mm. that they're there. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's no so, tell to be like, oh, like there's an enemy waiting around the so corner. So like, how frequently are this collection of issues that you're kind of ending on? How frequently this was a specific showing up. This though, was a specific part, um, and it, it was difficult because it was like early in the game. Mm. I have not reached another section like that. Okay, so but you're I, having but that I do know show up early on. But yeah, not, but not I since. do know the 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 technical problems that we've described. Other people have had yeah. them just reading Reddit and the internet okay. in different places of the game. Hopefully, it doesn't happen because like I I'm not experiencing the sound issue like Steve is. You know, I know like for the most part, I think like our setups are almost the same, Steve. I like, think the only difference is our headsets. Mm. Uh, do you have a sound bar? No, I have okay, a Plantronics headset that okay. that uh, everyone else has. But for those, we have the same model TV. We have a Pro- PlayStation Pro. And, and I what I did was I took different. it off. I took off the headset and put it on the TV, and it was still having the issue. Yeah. Mm. So you know, yeah. but you know, these things it depends on. Even though hardware is the same, things yeah. happen. But um, yeah. other than that, it's a good experience. You know, hopefully these kinks will be uh, you know ironed out. You know, in the coming weeks, so it doesn't really impact the experience. But I, you know, I. I was a fan of EA, you know, especially during the 360 PS3 era, and it's been Judge really sad. Everything. Yeah, it's been sad <laughs> to kind of see this company, like you know, I already know like EA, you know, their, their business just like any, and they want to make money, but at least the quality of the games were there. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just been like now it's money grab. It's yeah, money grab. It's like uh, like. Uh, if you look at things like Battlefront, well, they weren't content with the fact that Ultimate Team was is just a fucking black hole of money. Like they weren't content. They wanted to make every, like they wanted to make a few more of those. And yeah. but I think the thing that bothers me is, is we were just watching a video direction. on um, was it Inside Gaming? <clears throat> yeah, we're in the article that they referenced. EA, the guy at EA is like, we want to be the world's greatest game company. 
And, and like we know, yet. we know that we're not there yet. And but what, like, but 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 what but he means f- by greatest is maximum. Mm, yeah, no, he, know, doesn't, he doesn't mean having the best. I reputation. know, but like you're yeah. still <laughs> far off from it either way you go. Yeah, and, you know. I mean, there's people who are doing it better. I'm really curious to see what Ubisoft does over the next year because I think they've done relatively good lately. Yeah. But this is a really hard year for them with how bad Breakpoint went mm-hmm. and the fact that they don't have many other releases coming. Uh, so like, we'll see if it ends up screwing with their next batch of games or if they do weird things to division two or something. I I mean, we don't have the financials in front of us, but wasn't that the point of Ubisoft is that they made these, uh, evergreen games that, you know, they released it and then it lasted. So like, you know, people like, Oh, you know, that's true. um, But they're probably still getting recurring revenue from Rainbow Siege Siege and then the other uh, one. For Honor. For Honor. I know Siege Um, is seeing a lot because they keep updating that game and it has a big esports following. Mm -hmm. But I think that Assassin's Creed is doing really well still too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I hear that that game had a lot of post-launch support and added a lot of DLCs and and people really liked uh, it. Documentary mode thing again. Yeah. For me, for me, it was too overwhelming that game but a lot of people seem to like it yeah i I picked it up because it was on sale odyssey yeah i played it a little bit but it 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 does suffer from like choice paralysis open open world density is actually like we've gone too far and like origins i think was in the perfect space origins Mm. did it just right for me okay is what i'm saying is like there wasn't i didn't feel overwhelmed with origins gotcha but then they came with odyssey and they went Overboard, and there's just like too much to do, yeah, at one given point in time. Mm. Like, if you opened up some of that stuff after the main story, then maybe, gotcha. yeah, yeah, but yeah. I okay. need to look up decision fatigue and uh-huh. yeah. understand, and that's what it is. As I'm, I'm kind of craving a more linear experience right now, mm-hmm. you know, something so, that's fallen. <laughs> well, that's what I mean, like yeah, fallen exactly. order, and you know, things that give me the free to like. You direct me okay. as the player to like direct me through this experience. Guide, mm. guide, you know, yeah, yeah. or and guide, whatever the case may be. But for just sure, push me through it in the way that you want it to to be unrolled, the story yeah. be unraveled. And 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 speaking of uh, you know this being a hype, a good note for for EA reminds me that you had just recently talked about how you were disappointed with the latest Need for Speed. Yeah, um, right. I I, I didn't heat? I didn't play it, but um, you know just I because I just did want people. it, and like I'm you know yeah no, I, it's a, been echoed that this generation has been like a really bad for arcadey racers or like light mm-hmm. racers, mm-hmm. and like you know Burnout's not around anymore. Like the best arcade racer is a game from what seven eight years ago when yeah. they re released Burnout Paradise. Paradise. That's what yeah. I was thinking. Like, yeah. fucking, this is insane. Even like, Dangerous uh, Driving had its issues. Yeah, it, it's just Strange. like like it's it's so like literally, you can remake Hot Pursuit with a new coat of paint. Just say, all right, guys. Yeah, I want to. Need for Speed's been really bad for like eight years. Let's just like get the coat of Hot Pursuit. Yeah. Put on new graphics. Call it like New Pursuit and just give it to them. I feel like, and they would fuck. They it would be fine. They've been chasing Hot Pursuit. Hot Pursuit was awesome. And Underground One and Two success forever. Mm. Yeah, forever. Because to me, Underground One and Two were the two best Need for Speed games. Yeah. What are the ones My with like is, the weird FMV cutscenes? If, if you can't yeah. figure no. out what major original that was like right after Fast and the Furious came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was mm-hmm. when car culture, like tuner culture, started becoming more mainstream. Uh, right. And then yeah. those games came out, and it was like customize your car, make it look like this, do this, and like it was fantastic. And the racing was still fun. Mm. Yeah. In this, the racing it just doesn't feel right. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, they've yeah. never been able to replicate it in yeah. any way. Like even the ones where it was like payback. And rivals and all that stuff—it just never felt right. 
Yeah. And I've heard the same things about Heat. Yeah, I, ju- I hear it's boring. They mm. just hear the it's boring. The only thing is it's got mm. customization now. Yeah. And like, and also, like, the intro is, like, so fucking weird where, like, basically these cops are, are like, they catch, like, a street racer. And the intro is like, okay, we caught him. And we, we're just tired of Sky. What are we going to do? Oh, let's just turn off our body cans and just kill him. And you're just like, wait, <laughs> What? <laughs> Yeah, I was like, this is insane. Like, like what is happening? Yeah, like, I, I understand the real world, but this is like, in my but this is a little... Like I would get, I would have the weirdest reaction to that, because on the one hand, I would be like, this is weirdly over the top and cartoonish, but on, but on the other hand, I would be like, too real, bro. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, let's turn <laughs> off the cameras and just murder that that's you. That's very plausible. Well, I mean, actually. that's that's happened occasionally where it's like, yeah. oh, police did some weird shit, and strangely enough, their body cams went out just beforehand. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just such a disappointment. I mean, like I said, it, who knows what this is going to do for EA? I mean, this is we can't say that EA is going to be like, oh my god, you guys did it, or um, more importantly, like respawn. The crux of the popularity of this game is more the Star Wars name, not yeah, the yeah, EA name. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. But you know, we'll see. Hope you know. Hopefully, they'll make new decisions during the you know the next generation. Oh, speaking but, of, yeah. since we're talking on the subject of driving games, mm-hmm. I bought a racing wheel. Oh, mm. and a stand for the racing wheel, and I've been driving. Um, I've been playing GT Sport and Formula One with it, and it is different. I thought I was good at racing games. Ooh, okay. I I have to relearn it. Yeah, it's It's way more challenging. You can do it. Yeah, you can do it. Because like I understand the physics of it, but now it's like with the wheel and the braking and the accelerator, it's like it's different. Mm. Involving your feet, but it's so much fun. (laughs) It's still really fun. Mm. I can imagine like my brain just going like, when I play video games, I don't use my feet. What is happening right now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) I had a little bit of that with Rock Band when when they introduced (laughs) the drums. Uh I was like, what the fuck? My foot's involved. My feet. No. Well, I played a lot of DDR back in the day, so true. Yeah, there was that. Did you have the DDR pad? I did. Yeah, the the folding suicide pad. Yeah, Yeah, the one that you wore socks, you would die. You would die. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) couldn't wear socks because you'd be dead. And and, and, like I would play it in my room where I I literally it wasn't I didn't even have enough space for the full pad, so part of it was tucked under my bed. So I'm like the back of my ankle was occasionally hitting the frame of my bed if I was playing too intensely, and if I slipped. Literally, like any, more than head. more than two feet from my playing area, I, my head was gonna hit something. Yeah, like pointy and oh, painful. Oh, no. <laughs> and that's how you ended up this way today. I don't know how they got through testing yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, uh, but back to the tangents list. on tangents. Yes. Yeah. Let's I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much done. <laughs> that's with what I'm fall, here for. for ah. Fall in order, but uh, those were good tangents, though. Yeah. Unlike, unlike yeah. Disney Plus. Yeah. But I definitely speaking of Disney Plus. No. no. <laughs> uh, speaking of things that have fallen, Pokemon Ooh. Sword. No, oh. no, no. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> that could have gone. That could have gone Pokemon or Destiny. I really don't know. Uh, uh, no, Destiny's still good. No, but, but the oh. fallen race is an enemy uh, in the oh, game. Yeah, that's true. Uh, oh, nice. That's okay. too close. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not going to shit on Pokemon today. Uh, so I did pick up Pokemon Sword, even though another game that Question. was just like, what? So I've heard a lot of negative things. Is that stuff just wow, taking a, taking a yeah, like, like is it just whiny or so, is this? Because my <laughs> what, last What specific things are you asking? I want well, all 200 My, nah, like the last, something this game has 400 Pokemon, but like they're missing like the last few. Pokemon, the last few I things I heard about it was they cut the Pokedex. Okay. They cut a lot of the moves out. Yeah. That they didn't, you know, mention to anybody the the audio thing, 
and then that they remove the national so decks. This cracks me up because this is a, like this is a good example of what I consider grossly superficial critique. That's what that, I want that to a know. lot of fans have because like that tells it's like me jack shit. Well, well, wait, I could understand on, if your on. favorite Pokemon is missing. Right, right. Hold on. Because I guess that. my thing is those forefront things have come up. Right, mm-hmm. like a week before the game was supposed to come out, all those sure, things came sure. out, and everyone was like, "Oh, this is why Pokemon sucks now. This one's I'm not going to buy it. This and that." So I want to, I want uh, your take for the, for the record. You know what the standard Pokemon experience is? Is this that? Okay. Before you jump okay. into that, uh, first of all, this game is already to, like one of the top selling games on the Switch. So everyone who said they were like yeah, not, not buying buy the game, they're either they're full of shit full or, of they're, shit. or they're a minority that doesn't matter. They're probably full of shit, but I won't. It's, it's a virtue. Like you went online right, and you complained about it, thing, and then you probably like, bought it anyway. And then the game comes out, and you're just like, all right, like it, it's yeah. on the internet, so no one's going to know that I'm actually playing the shit out of it. Anyway, yeah. but, but what I, I want to go back to what I was saying about the, like, the weirdly superficial shit, right? Because I've, like, I've seen some very strange. Like just randomly, people having certain kind of like weird takes on game critiques, and it's just like it's okay to just say you don't like a game, but when people point out things like that are weirdly numerical and dumb, it, it's like a, a good example of a popular one. One thing, yeah, go ahead. nobody played this game yet before all these things were coming out, and exactly. another thing I know you're about to say that is like all this like criticism was like, have you played the game? It reminds right, me of exactly. like the religious. Uh, <laughs> critiques of movies back before the movies would come out. <laughs> yeah. Or, then or be like, everyone, this movie is blasphemous. Or everyone saying like, shit about the Joker it. before the, before the you even it. saw it. Yeah. The only thing I think is stupid yeah. is the audio thing. <laughs> the rest of it I can live with, except the removal of Dragon Rage. That's... <laughs> <laughs> well, but but here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. So so when people are complaining about these weirdly like surface level numerical things, when it comes to maybe they remove some of your favorite Pokemon, I can kind of understand that. I can kind of understand that. That's okay. That's defensible. They're like, oh, I really care about that Pokemon. It's a shame that it'll be gone. It's not enough to like not play the game. But when people say this game has X fewer Pokemon, X fewer moves, that is just a dumb critique because. When you're talking about a franchise that's been growing and growing and growing and up until this point has actually put every single Pokemon in every single game, that is a balancing nightmare. That is a game design nightmare. At some point, you have to start cutting cruft and you have to go, in order to keep this experience, like manageable. Yes. We need to start it's electing to cut some things out so that so that we can redesign and rebalance the combat experience and so on and no so forth. It's no different. And now some of the motivation that when, I heard cited. When games yeah. like World of Warcraft changed their move sets or removed mm-hmm. talents and it's no different. Yeah. The only problem is a couple of things happened to be popular that they removed. Like hidden power. Did you know they removed hidden power? Hidden power was a great move. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, that. but also, you but at the end of the day, I don't think it's <laughs> enough to take away from not buying the game if mm-hmm. it gives you the classic Pokemon experience. Does it give you the classic Pokemon experience? It's okay experience? if they change around the mechanics. I, I mean, I, I, so personally, I mean, through the history of this podcast, you, you know, that I have some feelings about just the evolution, the not even that, yeah, just the evolution and decision that what what the Pokemon Company uh, retains and what they mm-hmm. elect to remove from the games. Um, with that being said, this whole kerfuffle with the decks and the things and all that stuff, like it didn't really matter to me because one, it was explained, like you said, where it's just like, guys, there's 800 Pokemon, 400 moves. We're starting a new sort of generation. We have to like start over a bit. Like we can't have that. And that explanation wasn't enough for people. And then people bitched and complained. And then that's it. So there you go. Um, 
you know, there was also the complaint about them using the same models or something, and it's just like, right. But it's the Slightly same up But it's like the same Pokemon the DS version. Yeah, but it's like the same Pokemon. Like they're not gonna look. P- Pikachu's not gonna look different. Well, it is. It is silly. <laughs> yeah. It you is know? silly to. So, so part of the part of the reason people complained about that was that I think they were quoted at some point. But you also have to remember Japanese developers. Yeah. But I do think they were quoted at some point as saying they did everything from scratch. But I actually think that mm-hmm. like. I don't care if it's done from scratch. I just care that it looks good. Yeah. And, and I actually think that, like, it's a little silly yeah. to think that they should yeah. never tell, use tell the some, existing tell asset and upres their, it. their job at work. Right. Like, do it Do it from scratch, Do Stacey. it from scratch. And it's just like... <laughs> yeah, right. Like, but it's like just they like, don't apply why do real, They don't apply real-world logic to mm-hmm. their own world. If yeah. somebody said, if you were working at wherever you were, and you're like, oh, I spent all night doing this, and your boss said, mm, it's not good enough, do it from scratch. Yeah. That's and you're just, just like, like, so no, everything gonna, I did doesn't work. Start... I have to literally get a blank piece of paper. <laughs> And do my responsibilities from scratch. Yeah, use your head silly. internet. And and like, also give us it's, a break. it's like the the particularly they were looking at the models and the yeah. polygon counts on some of those things. Those can be similar, but if you mess with the lighting, yeah, if you mess with the uh, the bump mapping yeah. and things like that, it can look substantially better. Yeah. Now that said, from what I've seen, this does not look like a fucking DS game. I mean, <laughs> so you know what? For, yeah, for uh, I, for and having that in mind, when a, when a battle uh, came up, the first battle was like, and I didn't even play it on my TV, so it's whatever resolution it is when it's on portable mode. I was like, this looks really clean. This looks really good. Like you know, my criticisms to the battle system, their choices, the fidelity wise, the battles look great. Look yeah. fantastic, mm-hmm. um, you know. Outside and um, wild area and environment wise, there could be some places that don't look great. But one, I'm still early in the game, and two, like it's still like a fully realized new Pokemon game. Like mm-hmm. there, you know, there are routes. Like there's winding paths. The camera pans in and pans out. You know, the thing about Pokemon Let's Go was that it still had that sort square of base square base kinda, even though they panned it out a bit t- tile it was still tile, tile based tile, yeah it was still tile based yeah. this is sort of fully 3D and they introduced the wild areas in the sense of like they're still cuz remember pokemon uh the the environment was basically roots like since it was uh isometric and tile based things look wider but if you transition that to a 3D space it's still a path and then there's sides for grass and you know you can the the way i was thinking about it is actually reminds me of final fantasy 10 Remember how you can uh-huh. basically systematically run from in a straight line to one area to the next. There uh-huh. might be some um, gradations of paths, but you can walk. You can run through Spira. You can start on Beastate Island yep. and just run through the entire game. And there's just routes and there's little off paths and stuff. But for the most part, it's connected by one straight through line. Okay. Um, right. So as far as the uh, um, story or sort of like the 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 main thrust of the game. Seems similar. You're in a town, you get a Pokemon. So you live in a town in the Galar region, which is based off of like sort of like England, you know, the UK. Um, your best friend or neighbor, his he's hit, his older brother is a gym leader um, and or a, a champion, excuse me, Leon the champion. And you guys are setting off to become, you know, Pokemon trainers. His goal is for everyone in the Galar region to become a Pokemon trainer. Okay. So you get your Pokemon. <laughs> 
Um, we got to diversify that economy, man. Yeah, yeah. And you, you guys, exactly. <laughs> no, we just do Pokemon trading. Exactly. That's exactly. our whole GDP. It, it's but, a coal mining but, town. But it's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's funny. This, For animal abuse. This, um, this, this, this is the, this is the kind of like a sort of like an Olympic sports town or like a football town. Oh, okay. I've literally just gone through. The um, there's like a the gym the gym trainer challenge is like this huge prestigious thing. Like uh-huh. the president of the the gallery just like this is what we do here. Oh and like you know since since it's, it's more like cinematic. And, yeah, no, no, no. Are there's, there kids smoking underneath the ba- the balcony? There's literally like a, a coliseum style <laughs> intro where it's like let's introduce the gym leaders and they all walk out to slow oh motion God. and they do oh like a profile pan of. This is what you call it. Oh, she's the charming, you know, she's a charming yeah. fairy type user, and they have like a mini profile <laughs> thing. And it's like, okay, you, you guys, you like guys have done TV show. Yeah, you guys have done something with the presentation. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, or a rodeo, rodeo. So kind of like my that. concerns with this game, mm. and I haven't, I yeah, I haven't run into it yet. <laughs> is 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 much like uh, Fallen Order, like just the. Um, technical aspects of the game mm. and you know that the, the technical complaints have been something i haven't run into those yet you know mm. maybe there'll be a patch maybe they'll patch it over maybe there was a day one patch and i won't see it but i haven't run into any of those things yet mm. um the battle system you know still not doing anything for me the fidelity of the the pokemon and the battle systems but it probably you know, helps a lot that you are choosing which pokemon to run into now right because you don't get yes, the random encounters yes. in the tall grass the, the the pokemon do the pokemon. pop up they're still Still, there's still like uh, exclamation points. You can still run, run into random Pokemon. So they mm-hmm. do appear oh. as Pokemon and then they do appear like as um, exclamation marks. So they in can the grass. be totally random. Yeah. So, and also, so it's so grass. literally when you encounter them, you'll run into them, it'll shift into the battle screen, and you'll see a, a black silhouette of the exclamation park mark pokemon but if you run into the actual thing you know as the the graphical representation on screen it'll just appear and it'll be like that so that's how you distinguish it but that's mm, one that's okay. also the um so they actually mix and match the two of them yeah that's the grass and then when you're in, when you're in the wild area the wild area has there's no level restriction so you can run into pokemon 20 levels above you and you either have to have something to run away like uh, i forgot the move or but you can't because if you say oh run away it'll say oh you can't do that right now and you, it'll decimate your team one by <laughs> one by one so you have to be careful like you have to be a certain level to engage or have a pokemon that has like a, the escape move yeah that could you talk more about that wild area because i, I mean, haven't I, I haven't really okay, okay. encountered it so much. maybe next time because yeah i've heard divisive like very varied most like, a lot of people, people have said, just want... Some people have said it's kind of whatever, and some people have said it's a great addition. So Yeah, so I'm, I'm a little confused about there. it. I believe that the wild area, you connect with three other people, and you're around the environment, I think, because hmm. I've been in the area, and I've seen... NPCs like run to these campers and like they run away and I can't really tell if that's like a real person or not. I'm not sure. And then also they have the max raid battles where you see these pillars of red light where you encounter and then you can fight the Gigantamax Pokemon. <laughs> Dynamax. Yeah, I haven't even started one of those games, but it's like yeah. a raid where you you all four of you fight. Um, you can connect with computer players, mm-hmm. or you can connect with um, people online to. So fight Dynamax it. isn't like a mechanic in normal battles. It's just no. You can like, only do it in specific spots. So you can do it in spe- the like power spots they call them, and then and then of course when you do like the ch- champion battles, I believe the stadiums are. We've seen the cutscenes. The stadiums are like power spots so that you can go into Dynamax with these uh, specific Pokemon. 
but um, it just look, it still looks weird to me. It's just like it's dumb. It's like it, I was watching this YouTube video and like this the the guy went down uh, Gigantamax. He's like, I'm gonna do like Swift or something. Mm-hmm. Let's see if that's gonna kill this itty bitty little Pokemon. Newsflash, guys, it did. <laughs> it did after a huge explosion where the screen whited out. Oh. He didn't survive. <laughs> So so it's like just, using a nuke on a rat or something. Yeah, I'm just like, this is so yeah. strange. That's why I really want to try a max raid battle to just see like, how does one attack from this like, cat, you know, Butterfree not decimate the entire team of Aww. people? Because your numbers are bigger. Yeah, but also there are levels to the to, to the Gigantamax uh, Pokemon. So right. you can all be regular level 33s, you know, little Pokemon. And it could be a level 33 Max Pokemon. And I could still do a, a ratioed amount of damage that, you know, is right. acceptable. It doesn't one sh- uh, shot your entire team. But okay. um, yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying it. Like I said, I'm, I'm pretty early. I'll, I'll definitely have more time, you know. Fallen Order and Pokemon came out the same day. So it was just like... It's a lot. It's a lot. So, you know, I'm definitely going to put in some more time today. And um, I'll come back with a better, you know, idea of what this game is about. Cute. Yeah. But not gloom and doom like <laughs> the internet will sell you well the, the <laughs> most the most complaints i've heard from people it's it just really feels about like the who's loudest, talking about the end game actually it's, it's, yeah. it's the loudest people yeah well there's there's some of that in terms of people complaining about the pokemon not being there but yeah. the game has also gotten mixed critical yeah. scores mm-hmm. and the, and the lower ones seem to be people who are focusing more on the end game which it seems like they've simplified in certain ways and Okay. You mean like, like the I EV training care. and all yeah, that stuff? Yeah, and like the need to breed Pokemon There's and things like that. There's always been a certain kind of yeah. player that just plays Some people play Pokemon hardcore and I... Like they whatever. just they continue fine. playing yeah. the old one until the new one comes out. That's how that yeah. works. Yeah, and, and then also just one thing to cap off the, the whole like my Pokemon is not in this one. Pokemon is not going away. No, so you true. might not be able to play with Bulbasaur for the next four years. <laughs> One, there's older I games. I suspect there will and be two, something. They, I, I, and I mean, given the reaction to also, this. We know how Pokemon works. There's going to be Pokemon Shield, Excalibur, and Shield. Yeah, and well, sword, let's think of, something. no, like helmet. Some stupid, yeah. <laughs> sure, Shield, Helmet. helmet and, oh, Spear, Spear. Spear, Spear, sure. there we go. Pokemon Spear. Spear and Helmet yeah. will we'll, we'll come out in two years, and, and, and then it'll have Remember, all it's Nintendo, so they can do the Fire sure. Emblem, and then there's going to be Pokemon Magic. <laughs> oh, <laughs> magic. No. I was doing the Fire Emblem Triangle. Shield, Spear, oh, Sword. <laughs> or Arrow, oh, Pokemon sure. Arrow. Oh, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that! How funny would it be if they really three Pokemon games and all the Pokemon you got from one of the games, like all, like they I'm all for Pokemon would have grenade. a rock paper scissors. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on! I have it. This is how Nintendo makes enough money that they never have to put out another game ever again. Three versions of Pokemon come out at the same time, and then the Pokemon you catch from each one are super effective against the others in a triangle relationship, like rock paper scissors. So when you're playing competitively, if you're playing against someone who has the version of the game that beats you, you better buy the other one. Otherwise, you're fucked. Shit, that's great. That's not terrifying. my Pokemon. Not that is my, hashtag, hashtag not, not my hashtag Pokemon. Not my Pokemon. Oh yeah. Oh, did you did you did you hear game. did you hear about how they're been doing did it you, for a decade? Did you hear hashtag Dexit? Yeah, these Pokemon deck, Pokedex exit. Okay. Yeah, I'm stupid. all right. We're, we're done. We're done with Pokemon people now. Are, people are creative. People we're done funny. with Pokemon now. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Talking about moving. 
Uh, How's your actually, Amazon delivery? All of your games have a movement. That's true. That's transportation true. sort yeah. of theme to it this week. Yeah, mini metro. I'm a very non-violent gamer this this last week. So uh, <laughs> not when you so threw Death that Stranding. grenade at that BT. <laughs> I was sending it home. Um, so <laughs> I yeah, played yeah. some more Death Stranding, and by some more, I mean like 50 more hours. Um, <laughs> it's a long game. <laughs> well, man. it's a long game the way I've been playing it. I think you can like just main street mainline the story uh, and probably be where I'm I, at in minus <laughs> 10 or 15 hours honestly I, I won't but be surprised to hear that an average gameplay for this is 80 to 100 hours there are people game. that are getting there I don't know there are people but, that are getting there yeah, yeah. I can see it By the and time um, I think that uh oh, so you've played the, I've the played, opening hour or so yeah I'm probably about hour 2 hours okay. into it at this point I like so it So you just like what the hell is going on still Um not so much because mm. I've seen like people play it and I got an idea of what's going on after. Because uh, like okay. I didn't, I didn't You've been intend. Spoiled a little so bit. you're ready to, to 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 talk the language of Kojima? I, yeah, I didn't intend to buy the game. <laughs> I feel like what? if you, I just, didn't intend did to well, buy. It. Yeah, that is interesting. Go well, on. so there was a lot. You circulated. did, Steve. I know. I didn't intend. <laughs> and to. you're playing. That's that. what. Let me get to it. Are you Steve? Let me get. <laughs> did to you it. know that she bought and you paid? All for I want you to know is I said. <laughs> Initially, I didn't intend to buy the game. Up from being blackout drunk because I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a Kojima mark, mm. but Ooh, I was intrigued Mark's. by the game. Wow. <laughs> Strong words. Okay then. Even though I'm a big fan, I'm not either. I hated Metal Gear Three for a long time. So you know, mm. I I remember seeing the trailer come out when it was like 2013 or whatever years ago, mm-hmm. and just being like, "Oh, this is weird. Oh, it's still weird." <laughs> I was just like okay. vaguely fascinated how trippy it is. And then yeah. they started yeah. releasing the gameplay shots, and it was like, "Is this a delivery sim?" Because <laughs> that guy's just walking across with different packages on his back, and ladders and climbing rope. Okay, yeah. all right. Still don't know what it's about. <laughs> Weird ghosts attached to the ground by umbilical cords. Okay. <laughs> and I was one of the few people when you started to see a little bit of gameplay. Baby in a jar. I was, I was, baby, baby, in baby, baby in a jar. Baby in a jar. <laughs> that I was okay. genuinely watching that gameplay and I was like, You need the baby I, in a jar to see the ghosts. Obviously. Attached to the ground by the obviously. Perfect sense. <laughs> so, so with that, with some of the early gameplay, I was actually one of the people who was like, I actually hope that this is most of the game. I actually hope that after being, after doing nothing but Metal Gear Solid for so long, that he right. wants to move in a direction where it's just like, not that so I was intrigued by the the traversal is what it looked like because mm-hmm. yeah. I remember when for the gameplay first time I was like okay traversal okay that looks interesting and then I started watching some people play it and I was like okay this does actually look kind of fun I watched a friend of mine stream it for a while and I was like you know what this actually does look like an enjoyable game yeah so I ended up buying it to be like all right let me see what this is all about mm-hmm. because it does look interesting and it does look like something I might enjoy uh, because everyone loves logistics. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that's so, not true. A lot of people yeah, don't, they don't like. So that was that was sarcasm. Um, so I bought it and I ended up like I started it and I was just like, logistics. okay, you know they start with the opening cutscene where he's riding the bike through whatever, making his leverage and crashes the bike, loses the bike, and then you start sort of from scratch with this guy, and then they start leading into all the little nuances here, mm-hmm. and then it's weird. It is weird. But in a good way. I think he found a good balance for those first few hours between game and, and cutscene. And then they start explaining mm. some of the stuff and what it has and what how we got to this point in the story, 
where yeah, at first I wasn't even sure like is this earth what's happening yeah because they no. talk about it looks very like Iceland but it's supposed yeah. to be the US right yeah it but looks they, nothing like the US the Death Stranding yeah. is an event that happened where essentially now like the dead are overlapping with the dead world is overlapping with the living world is the basest way I can describe it and people who die come back and yeah so if you don't yeah. burn the body it starts to neck was it ne- necrosis. Necrosis, sets in? necrosis yeah necrosis sets in and then the body turns into a bt and the bt is sort of a ghost uh like i don't know maybe like a soul yeah something like that something but mm-hmm. it's it's grounded in the living world and it just sort of wants to make more bts i, I don't know what their so intention that's, is that's one thing that's not exactly clear and you mm-hmm. get like through some of the emails and some things you get this sense even just the fact that they don't leave footprints they like handprints everywhere yes you get this sense Which that is, they're actually trying to reach out and like like yeah. will you be my friend except that unfortunately it's horrible it, it doesn't work out whenever they become your friend it causes and I a void out the, maybe they don't the even interesting know that thing it's is, oh yeah i don't think when they, a void out happens a huge that. explosion happens so in the opening of the game i don't want to say the intro because it's not in the intro it's like about half an hour into the game mm-hmm. you're transporting a body to be incinerated it doesn't make it a void out happens and destroys the entirety yeah, of the city. You see crazy Cthulhu BT yeah. just consume this dude and whoosh, and and, and an explosion white happens out. and then like everyone's dead. But mm. then it goes on to explain why Sam was able to come back to life. Yeah. So it gives you a lot of information right out, right out the gate, but it's still very confusing trying to take it all in. Mm-hmm. And then I think where it starts to make sense is where they start talking about the bridge babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where the bridge babies are premature taken from a still mother who is, you know, essentially dead. But it explains it in the way they're able to sense it because they are both part of the land of the living and land of the dead, in a way. They're kind of stuck there. Yeah, so they're stuck in that state, so it sort of give, it bridges those two worlds. So it's, it's explaining stuff in a really interesting way, and it's very like, damn, he really put a lot of thought into how this world works. Yeah, one thing that Kojima's, by the whole one thing. thing that Kojima's mm-hmm. good at... Uh, I think, I mean, some people would definitely argue that he's not, but I think he's pretty good at internally consistent mm-hmm. nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, stuff yeah. that on the surface, like you would explain it and it would just yeah, be yeah. like, internally what the consistent. fuck did you just and, say? And that's like, the, like the whole his, thing. His crazy makes sense. It but does. That, he but like, that, he yeah, ends up. crazy works with all his it, other It sort of makes sense, right? Really there, well. there are yeah. some points where push comes to shove and he does some hand wavy shit. Yeah. But, but, but the, the important thing is that it's not like, it's not like, uh, what's his face? The dude who does Lost, uh, who is often critiqued for doing that stuff just for shock value. For, he does this oh, for okay, dramatic okay. reasons. For me, okay. for me, he does this because he's trying to tell a particular story. And my particular, like, engaging with this game is sort of that story is like, hmm, this is weird. Oh, wait, it's actually interesting. It's still weird, but it's interesting. <laughs> I, I don't think that, um, like, you can... P- part of the experience of this game is genuinely, like... Let me put it this way. If other games start doing what Death Stranding is trying to do and copying it or whatever, then this game will not age well because so mm. much of what makes this game... Is experience interesting for me so far is going in and not having fully qualified expectations because there because I didn't want to. Um, mm. I was avoiding certain things and whatnot, and then just kind of like seeing what the game is and just kind of my feelings on it evolving, and 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 that almost being part of the yes. message of the story. Like I told a, mm-hmm. a, an anecdote last week about how initially when I started seeing stuff from other players entering my game world, 
my initial reaction to that which is something that I often have in a lot of other games like Dark Souls and other sorts of things, is like, oh, no, I don't like that. I want to play this game on my own, right? right? But as the game kind of uh, continues, you let go of that a little bit, or at least I have, and now I kind of embrace it and just like, yeah, I'm playing this game with this weird community of people that I haven't seen, and we're helping each other out, and it's it's fucking weird. So in your own way, you've connected to the chiral network. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's what's great about it. I gotta say, like, we, we've talked about the girlfriend reviews for gaming. <laughs> if um, you have a situation where you've got a girlfriend who's like, what the hell, man? I always come home and you're like killing a bunch of stuff on the TV and we never talk. <laughs> this suddenly, is the perfect game for you. Suddenly she comes home and you're delivering packages. <laughs> for, for one thing, she's, she's watching you do a relatively peaceful, constructive activity uh, in a, a number of different pretty environments. It's a pretty game, right? And when there is a cutscene, it's often about, wow, thank you for connecting me to my father, or thank you so much for getting this thing that's medicine that's going to help me survive. And, like, you're doing nice stuff for people on yeah. some level, And right? part of, part of the, the experience or the, the mood, the mood of this game is about these uh, inarguably positive experiences and connections that you're having with people mm-hmm. uh, set against a world that is just completely traumatized by what mm-hmm. has happened. And very fragmented and separated and and tragic, right? Like yeah. to the point where people have self isolated on purpose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, uh, I think the message of the game about connection, and it's totally possible to sit next to somebody playing this game and have a conversation while they are playing it. It do- doesn't. Yeah, it's not incompatible at all. <laughs> right, a huge then, chunk of the runtime, you can kind of be doing two things at once. My, I think one of the things I really enjoy about this game too is the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. The soundtrack is very very good. And it kicks in at the right points. Yeah. It's almost like he spent time deciding when that's going to kick in because mm-hmm. you'll totally. just be, you'll have sure. started your delivery and the soundtrack won't kick in maybe until five minutes into your trek, you know, and then it takes that moment to zoom out, start the music and then sort of give you an idea of like how vast the world is too, you know? So it's like, oh my God, I got to traverse this distance. And the distances seem big. They feel big. Mm-hmm. Like you'll set out initially and you'll be like, okay, well, on the map, it looks like it's right over there, but then you start the trek, and it's like, oh my god! And you're like that. Oh, I have to go over that really mountain. Getting that oh, much closer, man. and it also it also yeah. amplifies that effect because um, in certain games, like uh, Zelda does, a, has a great balance of this in terms of its exploration of being like, oh my god, that looks so far away, but then when you have certain tools and certain powers and stuff, yeah. you're able to like traverse it relatively quickly and well, and and that can be a cool experience. Uh, but this is more realistic and grounded in a sense. So when you see that thing, as opposed to like uh, a more trivial traversal in games like Skyrim or uh, or other action adventure type games, or uh, like Uncharted, right? Mm-hmm. Like because that dude's a monkey and he can just do all this like climbing, no big deal. Mm-hmm. When you look at like a mountain that you have to climb over in Death Stranding, it seems a little bit scary. And part of the reason that's scary is because traversal is not trivial. It's it's, not. it's involved. And, that, and, and if you fall off a thing, like, and you spill over and you lose your, your packages and stuff, it's like, it's, it's actually like, more mm. upsetting yeah. than 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 a lot of action games where, you die. where there's so much noise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, where there's so much noise and gunfire and stuff. Like I've you had times more, where I'm like trying to climb a thing. You get that you lost your package. It's yeah. It's it, more. It's, it's more meaningful. More, it, it, it's it, it, that's actually really weird because yeah. most of the time, you, at least I can like like I've been able to manage it. 
But then those moments where you're like, even just stumbling, you're just like, ah, fuck. Yeah. And I broke I think the wine glasses. Oh, that's what's man. Good is that the, um, the <laughs> physics of it feel right, too. Because, like, we've all climbed a hill and know what that's yeah. like. We've never climbed a hill with, like, 100 kilograms of stuff on our back. <laughs> but they do a good job of, like, if you're not <clears throat> providing a base for yourself to walk up that hill, you do start to tilt. And then, like, if you make a sudden direction change, your body starts to tilt if you're not bracing yourself for it. Mm. And you shift in the direction that that would go. So if I took a sudden, like, left, everything starts leaning this way, and I have to sort of catch it before I fall. And you'll, and you'll start to become used to... Um, You'll become accustomed to how it works, yeah. and you'll start to be able to predict it pretty well. Yeah. So, like, if I'm moving alongside a hill, right, and and the um, the incline is to my right, then I know that occasionally, if I have enough weight on, occasionally he's just going to end up he's leaning. He's going to start leaning left. Leaning right, actually, uh, toward toward the incline, and so I'm I'm ready with L two. Yeah. Like, and, and and that's part of what's interesting about this game is that the traversal is often not difficult, but it does keep you engaged yes. on a on a moment by moment basis. People talk about like the 30 seconds of fun rule, right? Yeah. And when you're just running through an, an environment for 30 seconds and there's zero challenge or, or zero need for choice or input from you, that's right. boring as fuck. Right. But even though it's not high stakes, this game does have like, I feel like every 30 seconds, you are making some choices because you see, oh, let me avoid this rock and this thing. And it seems small, but yeah. somehow it actually, in my mind has settled into a fun rhythm like do i want to risk trying to ford this river sure and walk across it and potentially not make it because mm-hmm. it does take stamina to get across the river if your or, stamina runs your out stuff could end up in the river, in the river. and then, it, go then you gotta it. go chase it down yeah you know do you yeah. want to do that or yeah. do you want to take the long way around which is probably safer but at the same time it's going to take you much longer or you can throw some ladders down mm. or you can throw ladders down or you can hope someone else threw a ladder down and you right. find you Or you can do that, the, that one guy did, which is throw the ladder most that of the way across the fun. lake yeah. and then drop somebody off in like so, a really dangerous part of the road. Yeah, so there was, oh, one, no. there was one place we found where someone online had put a ladder that if you take it and you're like, okay, cool, now I can finish this extra, this last part of the river on foot, like you'll drop immediately into a red zone. And, oh, no. and we were like, oh my God, this person found the one way that they control someone in this game. <laughs> And then, like, even, and even to smaller... you disassembled the ladder and it was yeah, over. I did. Yeah. Oh, good for you. <laughs> even to a smaller degree, you have something like the way he holds the backpack when you hold both trigger buttons mm-hmm. to give himself a solid base. So you can do that the whole way, but you'll be much slower. Yeah, it slows you down. You know, it slows Probably you down a good 20% lot, or something. But shit. you'll be way more stable. So it's like the trade off of do you want to ho- hold that st- stability or do you want to make it across faster? It's like you decide on it. It's like little things like that that make it really interesting and fun. Yeah. The, uh, the I, only thing I don't like, sorry to ahead. cut you off. No, 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 God. Is the one thing that I don't like about games is spooky horror. Ah. <laughs> so anything that leans towards spooky horror, I'm not about that. You've seen that a little life. bit from, from like, watching me play. You're going to earn the tools to deal with them. Right. And I right now I don't. The only thing I have right now is a pea grenade. Yeah, right now you're largely. <laughs> <laughs> so. Still, it's never going to stop being funny, folks. Your weapons are literally. Your Bodily fluid. Literally. One of your types of they're like Sure. They're like, hey, Sam, why don't you go take a shower? And I'm like. Mm, okay, mm, weird story beat, but yeah. okay. So take the shower, and then you see the dirty water go into the drain, and then the little thing opens up on the side, and it fills the vial with the dirty water. And I'm like, it's pee water. Gotta be pee water. 
So they're like, oh, take this and throw it at a BT the next time you see one. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, you get, so, so from showering, you get EX grenade zeros, which are clear. Because that's just like your refuse. Yeah. From peeing, you get ES grenade number one. And from shitting, you get ES grenade number two. And of course, oh grenade number one is yellow and grenade number two is brown. Of course. Naturally. And <laughs> so, then, and then in you this, have like blood grenades too. Not, and then on so. top of that, you have, you have the blood bullets and the blood grenade. Yeah. yeah. So, you know. It's so, a weird world we live in. Folks. And you want to stop goofy. the ghosts. Pee on them. <laughs> yeah, is there, I'm actually very curious because I don't know if you realize that there is actually an option to pee. Yes, there is you a want. urinate feature, and I, like this definitely means that you can pee on BTS. I just haven't found a good opportunity to test that theory. Say yeah. that one more time. with feeling. Uh, I I you want pee to pee on, on a BTS. Okay. That's a normal sentence, man. Right. It is now. Just it is sure. now. Just making sure that I <laughs> and our But yeah, I don't, I don't do well in our... There's some sick bastards out there that are going to buy this game. Just I want to pee on a beach thing in order to send it back to its beach so that it doesn't cause a void out. I know I've told you this story. I don't know if I've told sure. it on the podcast before. I may have. You're doing the world a favor. But the reason... Right. I don't love horror games. And the last horror game I played was Outlast. Mm. And my Outlast experience was very short. Oh. I want to say it lasted about half an hour. Oh, no. Uh, you start the game, you roll up to the insane asylum, you sneak in through a window or whatever the case may be, which is why would you do that in the middle of the night? Mm. <laughs> okay. Sure, we're horror, there. Horror protagonist. So I'm there and I'm walking through the dark caught. abandoned <laughs> asylum. That, you know, you Investigative do. journalism. Yeah. And then I encounter the monster and I run away, as you're supposed to do because you can't fight it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I run away and I find a hiding spot <clears throat> under a bed. <laughs> and I decide... To stay under the bed forever, forever, <laughs> because that I got the under the, the bed. For you, the monsters. It's you the game is the, like you can eat the rats. That the run game by is like you can hide, You're hiding. You know the monster will not. He'll look for you, but he can't guarantee that he'll find you. Whatever the case, but this is a safe space. So I stayed there and I turned the game off and I never turned it on again. <laughs> you won. So you I may won. not make it through yeah, this game. You won. you won by default. I may, I may not. It depends how but, brave I'm feeling and how bright the lights are. But Steve, you need Better to, you need to reconnect the, the, the chiral network for America. You know what? If you stay home, then... Maybe it's not worth it. Oh, the ghosts man. are just going to keep is literally coming at the, you. That is literally the big question of the game. So, <laughs> so I want to get into a bit more specifics from... from I'm, I'm a little bit further in now. Um, I want to say I'm probably like at least two-thirds done with the game. It uh, looks like I'm almost done I'm with the central so sure region. Yeah, who knows? We'll see. But uh, this game, like when I when I talked about it last week, it was much more mixed because it was a lot more like I don't know, man. I don't know where this is going to go. And there mm-hmm. are still some things that are I don't know. The key one being like we'll see where this whole theme of connection kind of leads and the little mm-hmm. critique of social media and things yeah. like that. Because last week I had said that this could. <laughs> end up being great and this could end up feeling like old man yells at cloud mm-hmm. about how social media ruined everything <laughs> and, and old man yells at cloud it, it, it could be it could it be feel like that, but though. but i will say that <laughs> it feels like it's gonna be mixed mm-hmm. and i don't know that it's gonna come strongly like on any kind of like moral of the story it really is playing with and giving examples of how connection is important and dangerous simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that is really fucking cool. 
Like, it's just a great experience so far. So, like, last week I was a bit more like, I don't know if I'm going to have the um, the motivation to, to follow this whole thing through and whatnot. I'm pretty firmly in the camp of I'm into this. I'm yeah. enjoying this. Yeah. The rhythm is really nice for making these deliveries. Um, it's, it's, it's just interesting. Mm-hmm. I will put in a few sort of negative critiques, but then explain why they're not ruining it for me. Mm-hmm. So one thing is most of your interactions at this game and the terminals with the holograms feel very canned. Mm-hmm. When you're doing the standard deliveries, they're just going to say some generic thing when you deliver it to them. That oh my slightly, God, thank you, Sam. Slightly, I never thought we'd get this. Yeah. And it, it's in such great condition, or yeah. it's in terrible condition, or right. it's in mediocre condition. Yeah, Wait, like, let <laughs> me check it. It's it's a little bit better than <laughs> yeah. than that caricature of a thing, but not that much, right? Yeah. It's very yeah. basic writing where the the lines are very um, abstract, so that they can be reused over and over for right. whatever you're delivering, right. and they'll just be that's like, oh, in good condition, it's in bad condition, whatever. Those are very kind of skippable and whatever. Strangely, you get more characterization and and uh, backstory and flavor through the emails that these people send you. Yeah. Because um, they don't have to voice record it. Part of that is, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say, part like this is where I feel two ways about this, right? On the one hand, that almost fits this theme of connection in a weird way, mm-hmm. where like your, your holographic interface with someone feels kind of dry, but then through email they open up more. Mm-hmm. But so, so that feels slightly thematic, but then it also often just feels like, Production values were just. They no, that's, they how the, that's how the world works today. You know, I kind of, <laughs> oh, I kind of wish they would have at least recorded different versions depending on how much the characters have grown to like you. Maybe. Like, like, like oh, Sam, you always give it to me in such good condition. But instead even, of just like, just, it's in good condition. Sure, sure. You know? But but even just like, basically, these, these, people these emails are... could have been the Bioshock thing that everyone likes to rip on, which is, it could have been voice recordings instead of emails, right? So this right. is even lower no. than the thing that everyone likes this to complain is, this about. This is basically just how Redditors work. <laughs> they can't open up to a person. But they can go on Reddit and open Maybe. up. Maybe. That's why I'm <laughs> saying it works a little so bit. Like yeah, it works a little bit thematically in that yeah. way. Yeah. But, it, but it also feels like if, you, if you're someone who doesn't like reading, like I'm not a very good reader. I'm, I'm actually <clears throat> plowing through some of the reading in spite of myself to some extent because mm-hmm. it is interesting and it is the kind of um, environmental, almost environmental storytelling because it's not really because right. uh, they are directly addressing you. But... Um, it is this kind of like auxiliary world building that is interesting. So, for example, there's one character who you're constantly told by uh, Dead Man that uh, BB, your bridge baby, is a tool, and you shouldn't. Yes. Uh, you shouldn't. He's get pushing attached that to agenda it. really hard, which yeah. means I'm going to get attached to it. Right, and so <laughs> it's uh, a baby. But you also <laughs> right. It's it's a little bit on its face ridiculous, yeah. but you also get that like reassured because one of the characters uh, that is that you deliver packages to from one of the stations or whatever. Whatever. Some of the series of emails they'll send is often about how they used to have a BB and how they did grow attached to it and how they don't buy the whole corporate line, so to speak, of like it's a tool and don't get attached to it and all this kind of stuff. And that's so, the one where they sort of telegraph themselves a little bit where it's like he pushes it so hard that it's a tool, it's a tool, it's a tool that I know that at some point Sam is going to grow a connection to the BB. Yeah, and it's and it's on its face ridiculous. Like, of course, it's a fucking baby. It's a baby. Yeah. Like, you literally, like, <laughs> like, when it gets upset, it makes noise, and you soothe it, and then it blows heart bubbles at you. Like, it's cute. It's, it's cute, it's and it's baby. absurd, and it's, it's yeah. obviously juxtaposing these things that are sort of impossible, right? And I think that... Um, 
that also speaks to like the role of technology in the story, which is getting interesting. Because mm-hmm. um, there initially it starts off and it's just like rah rah, connect the chiral network. Nothing, nothing bad will come of this. Everything will be good. But you're starting to see both in the human element, but also in the supernatural elements. Without getting into spoiler territory at all, that mm-hmm. connecting the chiral network might actually be a bit of a mixed bag for yeah. several reasons. And one of the reasons that I think is more interesting that they're talking about in the emails and I think really is going to end up taking center place in the story mm-hmm. is the notion that when you connect enough people, people like not everyone can agree on everything and that is going to lead to like scary further problems like factionism and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And you you have a little bit of that with some of the um People at play that you've only seen hinted at at this point it, that there are that the separatist whole, groups throughout the country. Isn't that the whole thing with the um, what they say, Edge Edge Knot City? Edge Knot City, yeah. That at the that end, they're that, kind of separatists. What's it? Uh, Amelie got there. Mm-hmm. What I took from the the cutscene they gave me is Amelie got there. They didn't like it. They took her hostage, but they're still letting her use. Yeah, they're still letting her use their communications. And yeah. she has free communication. They're just like, we don't want to be part of this, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, there's... she's she's there. Security, right? Yeah, like you, like. you won't let us do yeah. anything to her. So as long as we have her, you won't try and take. You're our not going to try and make us mm-hmm. part of this program. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think that angle is interesting. I think also you've you've probably seen one or two of the visions that you get when you hook up to BB. Yes, um, With, that uh, angle. Mads Mikkelsen. Yes. So that oh, character, so that character is very intriguing, and I'm getting a few tidbits of answers about like what's going on with him, mm-hmm. but like. I am excited for where that's going because right now it's kind of a mystery. It's like it's it's a bit of a wild card, right? And like, I yeah, I really can't talk about it without spoiling it, but I like it. Okay. Um, so where I'm at with this game right now is, um, in terms of gameplay, I really think that the most succinct way to give someone an angle on whether they're going to like this game and should pick it up or not is that this is actually like our first AAA walking sim. And I've never meant walking sim as a pejorative, which a lot of people kind of use it. Like, that's not a game, it's a walking sim. No, I don't but care. a lot of walking sims like have gotten a lot of praise. Like, um, yeah, for sure. Gone Home. Gone Home. A lot of what remain, is, I think What Remains of Edith Finch. Yep. Yeah, I heard it's way very back good. in the day, yeah. text adventure games, yeah. it was a genre Wasn't where missed, you, like, don't actually, you don't actually yeah. solve more problems. More I would say. But yeah, they're just exploration games. Just like, hey, you're walking here and then a story is unfolding. Right. And so, and so, like, Whereas this game didn't do something that I was potentially excited for, which was to be a AAA version of something like uh, Satisfactory or Factorio or The Long Dark, Mm -hmm. which have more gamified systems that really are about learning and mastery and kind of figuring out the economy of the game. This is much looser in that regard. It's not hard, so to speak, to, Mm -hmm. to do some of these things. It's much more kind of off, off, like backs off is kind of relaxing. Yeah. Um, you kind and, of have a flow. Yeah, and it is largely like yeah. going from place to place, planning out the logistics, doing these runs, but it has a pleasant rhythm to it. So so that's how I would characterize it as best as I can from the top level. Yeah. The other thing that I think is interesting to leave on, and I'm, I, I thought about whether to even mention this in terms of like being a little bit spoilery, I'm going to keep it super duper vague. For a game that is so nonviolent, it actually does have moments where it goes actually it turns into an action game and it's actually a pretty good one which i think is fascinating like i'm not kidding when i say this this game has pockets of action that you play that are better than most action games 
Seriously, yeah. it's like he really. took everything he learned and just might as well use it. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and 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 then it's and then it just backs off and it goes back to the normal thing and it mm. makes those pockets of action way more meaningful and exciting mm-hmm. and eventful. Okay. Yeah. But it's kind of funny to me because it's just like it makes sense because if you if you look at just the aiming mechanics and the movement mechanics, they're so precise and that same precision that he's used to turn traversal into something interesting, he almost makes the action seem trivial. Like easy, almost interesting, which I think is very interesting. Yeah, like any dumbass can well pit, pick up a gun and shoot someone on the face. Kind of, really. And it, I also think it's funny that during those action sequences, uh, what do you call it? Um, you're when you're carrying stuff because of the base mechanics of the game. You actually have to. That stuff takes physical space on your back. Yeah, it's like the only time an action sequence has ever been realistic in terms of like I have all this actiony shit and I look ridiculous because yeah. look at all this shit I'm carrying. Right. That's great. Yeah. But um. But yeah, I'll leave it there. I'm really enjoying my time with this game. It is definitely very lengthy. It's hard to just outwardly recommend this game to everyone. It's an acquired taste. It's not for everyone. It's yeah, not I just for don't, don't think have time it is. For it. I, don't think I would it is love to. Yeah. I would but love to have the time. But very I don't think interesting. I like yeah. thematically, I look forward to. But I think it if you have the back. time to at least watch someone play it, or let me be because frank, I think like, that's where it's more open to like a broader audience. Is like yeah. it, this may not be a game you want to play, but I definitely think it's worth checking out on some level. Whether you watch a streamer play it, whether you watch a YouTube just playlist, like watching of it, the first thirty you can watch minute, a friend play it. But I also amazing. watch it. I also think yeah. it's possible that this game will actually have a satisfying end game. I think well, it's possible, and and, yeah. and and this will not affect, ultimately, whether I think it's worth playing or not. I already think that what I've gotten out of it is worth playing. <laughs> but it's possible that this game will actually be satisfying, even after I beat it, to pick it up and play for an hour yeah. and do one yeah. run or here's, two runs. Here's the thing, like, for me, right? You you have this framework for the game, right, where, where near the beginning of the game it's made clear that what what the other characters want you to do is connect this network from one side of the country to the other. Mm-hmm. So you very have a sort of clear progression. You know how far across the country you've gotten. You know which cities you're supposed to go to next. It's not... It will su- almost surprise me if there isn't uh, a twist thrown in right around the time you hit what was supposed to be your destination. Yeah. Right? I don't think it's going to be that simple. Okay, I've arrived. Now there's a final <laughs> boss fight, and I win. Sure. There, he just has such a history of uh, characters not quite being what you thought they were or uh, the, the actual goal of the game not being what was expressed to you at the beginning that there's got to be a catch. There's yeah, got to be a catcher. That's fair. I mean, Hideo Kojima giving you a mission objective, you can, like, like for most of his games, you could pretty much assume that you're secretly, like, the bad guy or something. Yeah. <laughs> and I wouldn't be surprised for them to say, okay, now you have to go back the other direction and it's going to be harder. <laughs> I can imagine. I can so see that happening. Well, I can imagine that happening. Remember all that traveling you did? I, nope. can, ima- <laughs> I can imagine that happening because um, the game has this mechanic where all the stuff you're building can be deteriorated by timefall. Yes. And you can actually level up structures to level three using some resources so that it becomes more timefall resistant. Mm-hmm. And there is this sense, like I'm actually getting notifications while I'm in the central region about things in the eastern region deteriorating. Mm. And I can't see why that would be part of the game if there won't eventually be, be a reason to go back. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I could definitely see that. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. Well, you know, I have one fun fact about the game that I think would explain why you also like it. Mm. It was made using the same engine that oh, yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn Decima. uses. Yeah, <laughs> yep. it's true. Well, and that's Actually, part of why it's so darn pretty to look at. Honestly, I don't know if you've gotten to this Good particular engine. place yet, but uh, one of the um, 
people that you'll encounter in the um, no, you haven't because it's in the central region. Yeah, is modeled after the president of uh, Gorilla Games, and <laughs> the the holograms that you can put on your constructions that you earn by leveling up your relationship with him are from Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> oh and, God! And I also <laughs> love that they put Conan O'Brien. If you've ever seen his oh, gaming geez, reviews yes. on his show, yep. so fucking funny. Wait, but he's in the game. He's, he's in the game. In the game, and he gives you. One of the silliest items. Of course, he does. Ever. All right. Uh, yeah. It, it literally <laughs> uh, says maybe not ever, but it's pretty silly. This thing is useful, but people might not take you seriously. Yep. It okay. actually says. That. I mean, says in Metal Gear Solid Five, <laughs> the way that you enable easy mode is by putting a chicken hat on. No, uh, yeah. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's. But you know what? Great. I I am enjoying it. I'm I'm on board with it. I may finish it. I may not, depending on how spooky the game gets. It gets less spooky, in my opinion. As long as it gets less spooky. I don't know, man. I've, I've there are still. Parts. It still can surprise Knowing you. Knowing what I know now about fuck, but how to approach the BT encounters after watching you, maybe. Yeah. I'll feel a little more confident. Yeah. But if it gets too spooky, I'm out. <laughs> no spooks for me. I'm okay. gonna hide behind a rock. And we don't want no spooks. We don't want no. I'm spooks. in the camp of people who ding, used to like ding, shut ding, off the lights ding, at the base ding, of the stairs ding, and ding, run up ding, thinking ding, demons ding, were chasing ding, me ding, because I turned off the lights. I've done that. Yeah, I did that when I was younger. So, continuing on this theme of transporting shit, which is a game I also played, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts because I have. I've been playing. Played it for a while. I've been playing Mini Metro which is a mobile game uh, and thus far an excellent mobile game I want to say it's again I another really game about like logistics uh, it, yeah it is so this is basically a game where you're um, the idea is that you're constructing um, railroads uh, and, and subways yeah metro systems um, each level is a, is modeled after a different city where you have like this uh, vague silhouette that looks kind of like a subway map. It has different crossings and stuff. So like if you're in London and you know it has the Thames running through the city, or yeah. if it's in Manhattan, you have the uh, the island. two rivers going around the, the and island. Staten Island doesn't exist because yeah. you know. Well. <laughs> The only way to get there is a very long bridge. Aww. <laughs> Don't do that so, to Staten Island. I didn't, I, GTA 4 did it first. All you do uh, is drive through true. Staten Island. That's all I've ever done to Staten Island. <laughs> so, uh, so the way the game works is um, you every time you start the level, um, it's slightly... Every time you go through a level, it's different in terms of how it procedurally makes um, stations pop up. But stations will pop up, and you will, using your finger, draw lines to connect those stations into a line. And at each <laughs> station, passengers will pop up in the form of shapes. Yeah. So the stations also have shapes, and then the passengers have uh, a shape. Which is essentially so the destination they're trying squares, to get exactly. to. Exactly. So circles, squares, triangles. So on a circle station, a square may pop up, which means that there is a uh, passenger that <laughs> wants to go from this circle station to a square station. And so that informs how you want to end up building things out. You want your line, ideally, to hit various shapes so that people can get from one place to another, like the nightmare scenarios when you have so many circles in the same vicinity because, and you have to do a line connecting them that way because then you're going to get um, you know, so many people and you're not going to drop anyone off until you get out of that area, right? Which mm-hmm. honestly does feel like you're basically creating deep queens where everyone gets on a train around there and they're trying to get <laughs> into the city or deep yeah. Brooklyn, right? And, so and like, there are naturally occur- occurring... 
central points central and points, yeah, totally, yeah. totally. Okay. So so which is kind of cool. And and it's a really smart abstraction. That's part of what I really enjoyed about this game is that um, if I were to go about like, okay, let me make a game about building subways, and it's like, oh man, how the fuck am I going to abstract and communicate this idea into a game design of like people trying to move from place to place? And this thing that they did with the shapes, I think, is is a really clever way to do it. It feels gamey, but it still feels like you are making subways and stuff. And it feels interesting because it has you can get different color lines. Mm-hmm. So as some as people who are native New Yorkers, we're used to that subway map, right? Yeah, that subway map with all the different color lines where they stop. So it's like almost like. You have a head start on a lot of people because you're like, oh, I know how the New York City transit runs. That is kind of let true. me try yeah. and mimic that. But I could also I could also make my my dream New York subway line that actually connects Brooklyn and Queens in like a you know reasonable right. fashion in a reasonable way. <laughs> yeah. and you mean you don't like to go through Manhattan to get <laughs> no, to Queens? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so the goal of each level, like you really um, your your fail state is that um, too many passengers. If more than six passengers stay at uh, one are station. at a single station, <laughs> then that station is considered overcrowded, and then a timer will start. And if that timer fills up, you lose. Which is crazy because so, that's not how New York works. Uh, I, yeah, I guess what is the abstraction supposed to represent there? Like, there's so many people they fell on the tracks or something. So, I don't know because <laughs> New York doesn't care. I've seen those crowded tracks. Like, the, I'm the canceling my monthly pass right now. Yeah, sure. <laughs> whatever. It's a game. It has a it's fail a, state. Yeah. <laughs> which but, is it's a weird fail state to choose if you're from New York, but everywhere else has like reasonable metro systems. So. <laughs> Actually, not even London. London has a similar problem. I mean, maybe it's based on the Japanese metro. System. I was gonna say in Japan <laughs> they have people who literally shove you into subways, but. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's the that's the fail state for the game, and you're really just trying to transport as many passengers as possible. Um, early on, you're trying to get a minimum score of 300 in order to unlock the next city. I'm at the point now where you got, I have to get like a 500 score yeah. to unlock the next city. I think I'm like halfway through the cities, um, and not that that's particularly important. Uh, like it's 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 a slightly new level. Actually, they, they do vary it up though. So, for example, when you do uh, the Tokyo level, um, something that's unique to it is that you actually get the Shinkansen's uh, uh, trains. So. Um, to go a bit more into the design, every week that you survive, so to speak, in, in the game, you'll get uh, at least one new train car that you can drop onto a line so that now you have two right. cars so servicing you know, you have, it or whatever. If you have a specific line that gets traveled a lot, right. you'd have two cars that can accommodate, accommodate more passengers. Mm-hmm. And I think you have the option of making Yeah, the second thing line. that you'll get... Or the option of adding a yeah, car. Yeah, it varies to that line. per level and per week, but you'll have a choice between, uh, on top of the one car that you get every mm-hmm. week for, for surviving, you'll get a choice between a second bonus, and often it'll be like either a new line, because there's a maximum number of train lines that you can have, mm-hmm. or uh, a, a second carriage that you can apply to a car, or more tunnels mm-hmm. that you can build, because that's, that's another thing. resource tunnels, that yeah. you're managing, right? Because the three main resources you're, uh, you have as additional carriages you can put on cars, cars mm-hmm. that you haven't put down yet on a line, and then you also have a minimum, uh, sorry, a maximum number of tunnels that you can do. Right. So you have to be cognizant of that, too, which leads to some fairly natural... Um, uh, congestion, right? Yeah. Like, oh, this is the part where we like. Can I have islands, so you end up getting some people back things up there. on the other side of the river. But I only have one tunnel. Exactly. So all my traffic that has to get across the river is mm-hmm. going to go through that one tunnel. And then you also sometimes uh, you can select as a, one of your upgrades an interchange, which upgrades a station so that yes. it uh, unloads. Yeah. Uh, passengers faster and has a maximum more more capacity. I think, I think it has more capacity. Yeah, so you'd want to do that for like the station where everyone comes into Manhattan, for example. Um, Your grand central station. No. 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so I've been really Nailed enjoying it. this game. I think it's fantastic <laughs> for like uh, you don't need to be online, as which we always like to point which out. Which is my favorite um, thing about any game. Best that feature for, for mobile games. Um, so that was that was good. I just remembered that uh, I forgot to put Celeste on, which I said I was going to talk about this oh, week. Yeah. So maybe I'll talk more about that if no one objects. But uh, <laughs> but continuing with Mini Metro. So um, it's really good for just like. I, I think even if you perform well, a game doesn't last more than like 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, and then they also I definitely have, hit my hit a wall at that like 15 minute mark of like, mm-hmm. okay, this is too overwhelming. I can't do this anymore. It can get it gets bonkers sometimes, and you're just like, ah, what do I do? Um, but uh, but it's uh, especially if you have to react to some train overcrowding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or station so, overcrowding. Yeah. And so the last thing that I think that's really uh, worth mentioning that's that's nice is. Um, it's a, it's a plus and a minus. So initially, there was one bit of the controls that I didn't fully understand, which is how to um, how to remove a station from a line. It's a little bit unintuitive because you have to um, mm-hmm. grab the line and then go over the city, and that basically deselects it. Then you get to let go. Mm. Um, it just wasn't the most intuitive thing in the world. That said, it's totally right there in like the tutorial. Like you pause the game, you hit the question mark, you scan through it, and you go, ah, that's how I do it. Cool. And then once I knew that, I was like, I I just was flying, like in terms of, you know, how I'm using my finger to to just reroute things and and, and work pretty quickly. Um, so it's also an impressive for, for such a for such a novel and original little puzzle game. Yeah. Um, it also has intuitive controls, <clears throat> more or less, like that let you interact with this abstract idea pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it has like a daily challenge mode, which is, which is cool. Is that's how I've played um, on extreme mode the first time because you can play on a few different, uh, four different modes in fact. One of them is like creative where there's zero pressure. You're just like designing the subway of your dreams, I guess. I'm not 100% sure. I haven't tried okay. that one yet. So it has a creative mode for people who just want to like, I don't know, maybe they're just Play trade enthusiasts and the yeah. game is too stressful for them or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but then you have normal mode where you can actually undo lines and redo them whenever you want. You can like pause the game and redo your whole shit. And after a few seconds of the trains resetting because they're on some path right now, yeah. mm-hmm. it'll redistribute them on and stuff. Uh, then there's extreme mode where you cannot undo lines which is like more realistic it's like oh we built these tunnels we, we're going to keep using them kind we of thing right these tunnels. Yeah. Yeah. just move the tunnels around That's right really we hard. built these so. tunnels like rock and roll. that was random no we didn't build them with rock and roll <laughs> we did no we built the city on rock and roll we didn't build the tunnels on it well, we had to use you, shovels what is a city other than the subways that connect them what is a man what what is a game that's what that stranding made me. Anyway, so many, so many Metro. Who Play, watches the Watchdogs? I'm gonna get this train back on track while I'm talking about uh, Mini Metro. Train puns, choo choo, choo choo. So yeah, vroom vroom, choo choo. Right. That's uh, so. Sounds like a Japanese game. Maybe choo choo rocket. That's what I'm thinking of. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, I remember choo choo rocket. That was a good game. That was a good so, game. So, so Mini Metro definitely recommend it. Um, fun puzzle game on your phone. Good for train rides because you don't need internet. Uh, but also just good to like wake up, play a game for because you Couple. like if if you if it lasts for more than fifteen minutes, that's that's a good game. Yeah, yeah. you're doing really score. well. Yeah. If you're, Although if that you're... said, in classic game fashion, when you look at the high scores, you look at the scores, and you're just like, how? Because <laughs> yeah. people have gotten like in the thousands, like several thousands. It's best to never look at. Those. And I'm just like, Don't what the bother. fuck? Just man. never Don't never bother. look at high scores Don't because you're only going to make yourself upset. It's true. 
Uh, so that that game is excellent. Do you guys want me to talk about Celeste or save it for uh, next week? Or before you I talk about save Celeste it for next week, because we're okay. we've been trucking along for a while now. Yeah, and yeah. I know I have to go soon. That's trying yeah. a problem. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you want to poke ahead of me? Why not? Uh, so you got like your own mobile game with Call of Duty. Well, I've, yeah, I've got I my do. heart out this week again, folks. All right. You got so, your heart out. Yeah, I've got oh, my heart okay. out. Okay. So this might be this will be the last week of a heart out. Okay, <laughs> interesting. All right. But see you guys. Bye. Enjoy the rest of the game. Bye. Go catch them all. Uh, no, not that anymore. As he drifts away into the magical land of the background. <laughs> the background. I, I guess for the listeners, he's yeah. on his beach. He's doing that. Yeah, <laughs> he's on his, He died. Jesus! <laughs> Holy crap! He's a repatriate. He'll be back next week. He yeah, fine. you're a BT. He might be a repatriate. Don't make me throw my blood at you. You could have said something much trying, worse. Trying to make jokes about Dead Stranding just makes you sound like a fucking creep. Just a weirdo. Really you're just a weird <laughs> guy. I see you with my baby. Anyway. <laughs> like, what? I gotta call up my brother and see if I can borrow my my nephew. Oh no! So, so plug you're gonna to put him in a little jar and no, don't do wow. this. Wow, so weird. Okay, <laughs> all right. Let's talk about a game that actually has a less confusing. No, sorry, um, less confusing lore, but po- more poorly delivered. Destiny Two. Yeah, Destiny Two. <laughs> so I'm back on the Destiny Destiny Two train. I'm guys. fully back on the Destiny Two train, uh, mostly because a bunch of my friends got back on the Destiny Two train. Okay. So it's back to being fun again because everyone's playing it. Okay. Uh, it which makes sense because a new expansion came out. Everyone jumped back on the Destiny train. Here we are again. We're doing the same mm-hmm. thing over and over mm-hmm. again. It is a tried and true method, uh, and it works for me because I like it. Um, that being said, we're in a weird place right now because the raid requires six people. Our clan only has five. <laughs> so you have to pick up a rando. So there have been. So what you're saying is I should join. Uh, we need an additional friend. How is quickly, there a how quickly can I get from, from end of campaign hey, power? I level? didn't leave just yet, and I resent everything you just say. <laughs> Tell the truth. Okay, you've wow. been canceled in the Destiny clan. <laughs> Dang. Is what the, why, why did he get canceled? What did he so do? So what happened is, okay, in the yeah, there was no way to avoid that. Yeah, Sorry, no. everyone. In Destiny Two, when it first mm-hmm. launched, there was sort of like we've been going through weird clan issues. <laughs> oh, is, clan be, drama. This is gonna be. I've weird. been there. Yeah, I've been it, there, my friend. It's like clan drama, and it's just like okay. Yeah. Um, so initially, yeah. we had a clan that we played in Destiny One. Who called who a BT? Nobody. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get I'm gonna get down the road of this because it has to be done okay, okay, in order okay. for this to all to make sense. <laughs> all right. So in our first clan, uh, it was a friend who no longer plays Destiny, and like he dropped out towards the end of Destiny One, and he changed the clan name, and everybody hated it because it was oh really boy. stupid joke. Oh boy! Um, so we all left and we formed a new clan, but the. The new clan was made by a guy who, another one of our friends, who was trying to get revolt. Who was trying to get Mm. into like streaming and stuff like that. So they started Uh, adding like you know his viewers and whatnot, and like his friends and whatever the case may be. So that clan got pretty big, and it was doing really well. And they were like you know viewers in there, and they were all doing the the weekly stuff. So fast forward to now, where the new expansion came out, and we're all a part of that clan, but it's like we don't feel like a part of that clan because we've been out of it for so long Mm. that we don't really speak or play with any of the people in that in that group. Uh, so we've broken off again to form a new clan where it's just like, hey, this is the people that we play with in the regular. We're not trying to go out there and meet new people and, and be in the soda. We're just trying to play with our friends. Do you have a cool name? Uh, it is Mo Powell, baby. 
More power, baby. More power, baby. So there's a new YouTube channel oh, I watched that came from. We'll get to that mm. at another point. Tell me why. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in the new clan, and uh, Mikey decided not to join the new clan uh. and stay with the other clan. Hey, I didn't even really know about it. Yes, and you then did. I was you bullied were... into trying no, 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 to. No. So I, d- I he was oh, sent an invite. He was I didn't sent know that. We're actually having clan drama on the air, folks. So the, he declined the invite. No, 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 no. <laughs> I felt like I was being pressured and bullied, and I don't like bullies, and I'll you stand up to you them. You weren't being pressured. Goodbye, Stephen. We weren't being pressured. <laughs> he called you Stephen. He wasn't being pressured to join the new clan. He was pre- being pressured to come play with his friends, which he decided not to do because the other clan benefits him more. So he chose Wait, gear how? over friendship. Oh, gear over French. Oh, shit. That's what he chose. No, he's so, standing up to bully Steve. That's what he said. We made a vote. I have no idea what's happening we right now. No longer, <laughs> we Mikey, no longer accept Mikey. Is gesturing in the background. Into our activities. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, what happened is Decon, one of our friends, Carlos, decided. And that's decided, what she said. Can you believe what he just did? Carlos, oh, my God. Carlos decided that only <laughs> clan members can participate in activities. Uh, so then it was like, oh, no, we should let him. And then it just turned into a vote and then it was just like so yeah, no. Mikey was voted <laughs> off the island Mikey was voted off the island because he remained okay. with the other clan who he still raids with to this day and not raids with us so he chose gear over Sigh. friends I, can, I just can't help but think of that Stranding and just be like you this guys, would never happen in this game. You guys just you all need to join one chiral network. This is my last thing to say. You chose gear <laughs> over friends. I Mikey is a stop, self-serving I guardian. I didn't stop playing Destiny. I continued to play with the previous clan, so I didn't have all that history and drama. None of that ever happened. You chose gear over friends. I didn't choose gear oh over friends. Oh my god. You are a self-serving guardian. <laughs> this is officially the the worst heart out I have ever heard. He's an SSG. It is. You're right. Bye. Bye. Mikey's a self-serving guardian. No. no, 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 no. So, anyway, we're well, in a how does spot. This to the game itself is what I want to know. Well, we're back to playing. We just don't have enough people to do the raid. Okay. You know what this we're reminds me of? We're one person short. You know it's a good. We web need se- a new friend. You know it's a good. Any web listeners series? out there who wants to be friends with a bunch of weirdos who <laughs> want to play Destiny <laughs> that just have some BS drama going on? You, you know, you know oh feel no. free to reach out. You know it's a good web series. Yeah, the that Guild always makes me want to join a clan when they say, "As long as you don't mind a bunch of BS drama, come join us." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, thank you. Yeah, that'll be like my but, opener on my dating profile. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's 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 fun. It's um, honey to flies. <laughs> honestly, it happened because well, like I said, it's because we we don't have attachment to the people. Before it was just a clan of us and our friends <laughs> doing all that stuff, and we had a strong clan at the time where it was like twelve of us. Where we were like we were running two raid groups. <laughs> um, so when we came back, it's like we don't know any of these people. Some of them are just not fun to play with because they like backseat game you while they're playing, mm. and I'm not yeah. about that life. I like yeah, to I enjoy. I like to enjoy the the game itself, and I don't like to be told mm-hmm. what to do or how to do it or how to go about my game experience in Destiny. Mm-hmm. I don't like being like, oh no, this is the most optimal path. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, there's, it's you got to know the people in your group, and if you have people in your group on that given day who right. are just there to play and not taking it all that seriously then whatever right. my thing my thing with games you've you've heard me playing games before i aim to the sillier side of games a little right? bit when i do my stuff it's it tends to be a little silly your version of division two role-playing was you were somehow a british person who got stranded it in was america oh no baddies to defeat the baddies it's, it's pretty much oh no baddies oh no baddies um, is my approach to most games like, like this. And um, I like to stop along the way because Destiny's lore is really good. Mm. Mm. And in a lot of the items you get, 
they the lore is in the background. It's not there, but it's really well written and really tied to a lot of the things going on. Mm. People don't like to stop and appreciate that lore. Yeah, we're like if if we were on a quest we've together, talked about it. that's the classic problem. Yeah, like, if we were on a quest together, things. like mm-hmm. some people will still want to keep trekking through, keep trekking through. I'll mm-hmm. read it later. Me, I take that moment to stop and be like, okay, what is the reasoning behind yeah. this? I played a little Division Two a few weeks ago because um, Episode Two came out mm-hmm. and stuff, and like I did a few missions on normal difficulty in a group of four with randos. Big mistake, like, it's just too easy, and it feels like mm-hmm. I'm doing nothing. Like, because ev- we just steamroll everything. Yeah. Like, if mm-hmm. I ever, like, do co-op, I do hard and above, because yeah. otherwise it just feels so stupid. And that's, mm-hmm. it's, so it's weird. Because, and because I want to stop if there's, like, an audio recording that I Which is why I like the fact that there's mm-hmm. so much to do in Destiny that's, like, you can do the Crucible, you can do the PvE raids, you can do just story missions. Like, you can play the way you want to play. And you could take it at your own pace. Mm-hmm. And not a lot of people like to take it at any sort of pace. They just want to breeze through every activity. And so, so to get back to the game and to get clear on, like, you, you, you put it down for a while, yes? I did put it down for... Oh, when was the last time we made the joke that I was going to stop talking about Destiny on the podcast? Uh, like it was like six, seven, seven months, months ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like something like that. So I put it down for a long time and, and I didn't so go back. back. And now I'm back to it. And how do you And like I'm taking it? it at my pace of all the content I missed because all that backlog of content is gotcha. there too. Mm-hmm. You know, so trying yeah. to make my way through that stuff too is really enjoyable, but I'm taking it at my pace. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still very fun. They've had, like I've done the new content as well. And then as the new content ran out, because they're releasing it over the course of a season. So now they're trying to do, I think they're trying to make the game feel like it's evolving. Mm-hmm. So okay. they're playing out, the new expansion is called Shadow Keep, and mm-hmm. they're playing the expansion out over the course of the season, and the season right. is at Mikey's 70 to 80 this. days. It sounds like one of the more successful episodic approaches to a game. It's doing really well, because the game, well, he not said, a lot. He said, like, on an almost weekly basis, there's a nugget of story. Yes. Mm-hmm. So on an almost weekly basis, like... The the story behind Shadowkeep revolves around Eris Morn. Eris Morn is a guardian who went to the room to the moon to battle Crota with her fire team. To and the moon. Yeah, the moon's haunted. <laughs> moon's haunted. That's a destiny joke about so the terrible voice lines from Peter moon Dinklage. Is what you're saying. Moon's haunted. Yeah. So But he's okay because he has a gun. I have a large gun to he shoot. He has a large gun to shoot the, the haunted I stuff. See. I'm not just worried about this alligator clapping at ghosts. <laughs> okay. It looks it's a hand. It's I know a it's hand. a hand, but it sounds like an alligator just I think it's adorable that when you exit a BT zone... Yes, we're talking about Death Stranding again. We need to clarify every time we get into this stupid nomenclature. But uh, whenever you leave a BT zone, it just waves. the hand actually waves back at the, in the direction of the BTs. Or yeah, so in the you world, almost expect it to give you a finger. To give in, them in a the, finger. In the world of Death Stranding, I would be that thing. <laughs> <laughs> just going like, oh God, baddies. Oh God, baddies. <laughs> and, and, then, then, and then bye, baddies. Anyway, sorry. So anyway, the, the story around Eris Morn is that she went to the moon with her fire team to beat Crota, and Crota's one of the big bads from the first, from the first game. game yeah. And uh, systematically, one by one, they were all killed in some gruesome, gruesome horrific way, mm-hmm. where their their ghost was killed, and the ghost is a source of your light, and that's the thing that's able to revive you as a guardian, but once your ghost is killed, you can't revive anymore, and then they were slain. You'd think they would aim for your ghost. They Well, they <laughs> you would think so, yeah. <laughs> um, so over the course of the season, they were telling that story of like, You'd collect a memento from an old fire team member, and then she'd give you the backstory on how they were killed. You'd see, like, mm. she was being surrounded by, like, phantoms of her old fire, fire team, and you'd see sort of, like, a reenactment of how they died mm. in the form of the phantom. Mm. And then a few weeks later, then the Vex started showing up, which are another enemy race, quote-unquote. Yeah, the cybernetic ones. Yeah, they're, they're more of, like, a hive mind mm-hmm. that are in a fluid network. It's like the Geth. Yes, from, similar, from the, yeah, yeah. 
but the the fluid network is the the actual consciousness. It's not the robotic frame. That's just the thing they use to carry out whatever they do. Mm. So they start showing up on the moon and they're invading the moon and you're like, why are they invading? And then the raid came out with going back to the Black Garden, which was a pivotal place in the first game. So it's like slowly they're building these things up. And then over the course of those weeks, uh, since the Vex started uh, invading, back in the tower, the main social space, the commander of the warlocks in the Vanguard has been building a portal. So week to week, you just see like the, the portal being built. Hmm. So like next week, is she supposed to complete it? So it's like, what's going to happen when she completes that? That's really smart and interesting. That's like a really cool way to have like a low-cost sense of a world that you want to check in on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. On a weekly basis. You just be like, oh, what what does it look like now? Every Tuesday, we've all been going back to see like, oh, what progress has she made? Oh, now they're adding the electrical into the portal. Like... God, I hope they steal this this kind of progression in in Division Two. And it, it's a it's a yeah, really small thing, but it's something that you keep going back to check mm-hmm, on to be like, mm-hmm. oh, the world is changing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's going to happen so much more alive compared when to, this actually happens? Yeah, mm-hmm. compared to just like that static state when you yeah. finished a game and it's just like, oh, this place always looks the same. And I know that this is the last mm-hmm. expansion that I think um, was it Activision that mm-hmm. Bungie separated from. Yeah, that Activision had input on. So it's interesting to see where they'll go from here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and see how they, they make like the change because they want to be. We are built. We are building the future we want. Yeah, independently to. Yeah, to so they released Armor Two So the armor system changed in the way that works. So they want to build towards a more MMO. It's the Freedom RPG. Portal. Yeah, the Freedom what? <laughs> freedom Portal. The when the portal's portal. finished being built, then you can go through it into the world. Oh. They, can make, <laughs> they can make the game the way they want it. You to go be. through a portal and like you just see like. Little signs of like Activision with like a little no, no spray painted on it, like the Ghostbusters. Or it's gonna be like the like, Diablo Cal level. It's just gonna I, be bonkers I, for no reason. Absolutely, <laughs> oh, man. I absolutely believe that something's gonna come out of that portal and be very, very bad for us. Because there's no oh, way you're gonna build. You're, there's no way you're gonna build a portal in our safe space <laughs> to something that's gonna be safe. Yeah. <laughs> like some robots yeah. invaded the moon, and you're like, "Let me build a portal." Like you're not building a, a portal to something nice. This could be. Like, can we take a vote? <laughs> so, no portal. This like is no when one the portal will to portal. Hell opens we need to have a community up. board meeting <laughs> and be like, "No portal in what? my backyard." This is where my kids go to school. Yeah, like you put it over there it's in, about the, in the, the poor children. district. Like something bad <laughs> happened. Build the portal in the poor district. Something bad happened. You're building a portal. There's no way that leads wow. to anything good what? for us. It's a metaphor for like garbage dumps and prisons. Prisons. <laughs> okay. There's no way you're leading us to anything good at this point. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you think there's going to be a big battle on the tower? I hope so because then that sort of mm. gives us that like because yeah, oh, we only got to fight in the tower at like the very beginning of the campaign for Destiny right. Two, and so it you goes, kind mm. of you get the tower for that, and then, kind of do it and move on. And just, it's yeah. also like mm. the tower is in the first game. The tower was a different place, mm-hmm. but you can see from the current tower, you can see where the old tower was and how it hasn't been rebuilt. It's still like just a smoking pile of wreckage. Mm-hmm. So it's like to change up the social space again would be an interesting flip to be right. like, yeah. here we are, we got invaded again. And now we have to like search for another social hub. It's like it's interesting to see what'll happen from this, or nothing could happen from it. And it's just sure. we built a portal into this space, and then we went and wrecked everything. <laughs> so it could go yep. either way, yep. but I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah, it's just cool to have like that that sense of aliveness to it. But and, and so you were talking earlier about all the members of the fire team. Was that also something that was being rolled out like on a week by week? Yeah, that was. So mm. once they finished with that, like they moved on to another cutscene came out where Eris. So the traveler. It's the Battle of Circles and Triangles. So 
the traveler is this big ball of light. So <laughs> there's a dichotomy of lightness, dark and light, right? Sorry, you just totally. I, I, I'm gonna get to. I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get there. I'm not. I'm not leading. I'm not really trying to derail. You just reminded me of a book called Flatland, <laughs> where this is a thing. Yeah. But please continue. So it's weird. <laughs> I came to this conclusion because I saw one of the new lore books came out and. It's like the traveler has been a thing. It's this mm-hmm. big round globe that's yeah, been sitting above the earth. That's that been everyone giving, assumes is benevolent. Yeah, that is giving the light off. Yeah, and the um, villain from the campaign for two. At the end of the Destiny Two original campaign, the Red War campaign, the traveler comes back to life. The light expands out from the galaxy and then runs into these triangle ships. Wait, at the end of which campaign? The Destiny, the original Destiny Two campaign, the Red War. Right. Where you fight Dominus Gaul and the traveler yeah, yeah, breaks yeah. free He's of the bondage. To... And, and then at the end of that, the wave goes out past the the galaxy and runs into these triangular ships. Oh, that's right. And, and that was just like this ominous thing that where it lights it up and you just yeah. see the silhouettes so of them. So those represent like, what the, fuck are they? the darkness, right? So yeah. now in the beginning of this campaign, finally that's come to fruition. Illuminati confirmed. In the, in the beginning of <laughs> the very first mission you run for this new campaign, they do this really great reveal with it. It's you're delving into the moon to find out why the hive have woken up, right? And then as you're descending in, like, your ghost starts being like, wait, we lost communications. And then you just see all the phantoms that were popping up of, like, dead guardians. And you see mm. the earth in the distance. And then you delve down further and you turn a corner. And then one of these ships is just right there. Oh. And it's the perfect reveal. Like, they don't they do, not do like, an invasion. It's just like, oh, my God, I remember this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now the ship From is right there that's laying dormant. And it's like, yeah. okay, maybe this is what's From disrupting everything. Right. Ago. So they start leading into that. Mm. And then... At the end of the campaign, spoiler alert, you enter the ship, you find access to the ship, and it brings you to, like, nightmares of things you fought in the past. And then Not the main campaign. You're talking about this one for Shadow This Camp. current campaign, okay, yeah. cool. So you, it's the end of the campaign, but it's not really the end of the story. Uh-huh. So you enter the ship, you fight some nightmares of things it's you fought like in the past. It's almost like the intro yeah. segment, and then they were doing weekly things. Yeah, they're doing, like, a weekly yeah. slow update. Mm-hmm. So then you get into the ship, you fight the nightmares of things you fought before, things that were pivotal. You know, like the fanatic, you fighting Dominus Gaul, who was at the end mm-hmm. of the Red War, and and like major enemies that you fought before. Mm-hmm. And then you make it to the statue, and there's an ancient artifact there, and you st- touch the artifact, and then you get transported to this place. And then out of the shadows comes something from the ship that looks exactly like you. Hmm. And it's like, we are your salvation. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where that ends. Okay. So, like, you don't know what's going on. So then they start rolling out little story bits here and there. Hold on. So so that happens, this person steps out, and then what? You just get teleported back to the tower, and they don't address it? I'm... You're teleported back to Eris, and okay. you bring the artifact that you found there to her. <laughs> After this creepy thing just said that thing to yeah, yeah. But then you just fuck off and leave it alone. Well, essentially, it's like it was a vision that you saw. Oh, is oh the way that, okay. Like, you gotcha. touched the artifact, yeah. and it and transported you to this vision. Because the way you initially said it, it made me think that this was, was somehow real. like, no, a, no, no, no. like touched, tune in next episode on You on reach Dragon out and Ball you Z. touch <laughs> the artifact, right? And then you, yeah. like, you're transported so you there. Vision. Okay, gotcha. And it's like, your guardian's like, who are you? And he's like, we're not your enemy, we're your salvation. Mm. So it's like, okay, well, what does that mean? Because I trust you completely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you get transported back, you take the artifact there, she's studying it. Then... Gotcha. The, so you find the statue in the ship where the artifact is held, and then you do the raid. And I saw that at the end of the raid, there's a similar statue in the Black Garden. Mm-hmm. So like that's been reaching out to the artifact as well. So it's like there's still a mystery now. We don't know what this thing is in the ship, mm-hmm. what they're meant to be. But they go into this lore book um, that has the shapes, circles and triangles on the front of the lore book page. Huh. So I was like, ah, that of shapes. <laughs> but it talks about how... There's two people. It's the gardener and someone else. 
And I think they're supposed to be allegories for the darkness and the light. And it's like mm-hmm. the light is trying to change something. But the darkness is like, no, this is going to happen anyway. Even if you try to change it, the universe will self-correct. The so light being represented by the... Uh, the by the, uh, not the gardener, but the other character that I can't remember right off the top of my head. Oh, okay. Um, so essentially it's going, it's starting to lead into this thing of like, maybe it's not a dichotomy like we originally thought. Mm-hmm. Maybe there is a gray area between these two entities. Oh, what Star Wars should be doing. Yeah. But hasn't yet. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, we're getting to a point <laughs> of like, maybe the traveler is not the ultimate benevolent being. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They were and, playing with that even in Red War. Yeah. So they're starting to like get into that now. And then cut to, I want to say like two weeks ago. There was another cutscene that released upon the, the weekly reset where Eris goes into the ship and she has this rock that she, that is, it, it whispers to her because it's part of an old ancient being of dragons that they have in the game. Then the dragons whisper to you and they tell you stuff and they like make suggestions to you and you make wishes to them. And there's a whole backstory there. Mm-hmm. So she has this rock and then she goes and she touches a panel on the ship and the rock gets covered in darkness. And then she turns around and smiles. And that's okay. all you've got. So it's like, hmm. okay, now what is going on? So like they've yeah, been... Yeah, this un- is baffling in a different way. They've, <laughs> for sure. They're unrolling stuff. But I mean, the problem is with Destiny is they don't give you that stuff right out, right out the gate. Mm-hmm. You have to search for it. And there's a lot to sift through. So um, now here we are at a point where it's like, if you read all that stuff... It's starting to make sense Which of like nobody did. Nobody from what did. You said. So everyone's. I don't. Like, I don't want to say nobody did. Like there's the stereotype of like the and and to some extent it's true that yeah. the, that that a majority of of their player base is looking for just like a dumb the shooter. Just, just my experience with MMOs is chase, right, chasing, exactly, you end up going at the to, pace of the least patient person chasing the loot gotcha. or whatever the yeah. may be. Yeah, I get that exactly because you have that incentive to just be like like I just want to. If you're doing it for the loot, if you're doing it for the Flip power through creep, the cut scene, don't then, yeah. then stop there are people the who don't give a shit about that. But like, yeah. my but there friend, are, there my are friend Sean people. played the fuck out of WoW, and he could literally like encyclopedically yeah. tell you about it. And I don't think that he's mm-hmm. alone. I think that that's significant amount of the players. There do is a that. portion. Yeah, there so, is a. I'm not. I'm yeah. not saying it's not a majority of people. Well, they had role but the way they present it is a bit so. obtuse too. Yeah, it's obtuse. You gotta dig into the fucking if grimoire you don't, stuff. If you don't dig into the grimoire, which I've actually bought two volumes of the grimoire, the physical copies that oh, they boy. release. So like, I like. I like it. Sheesh. I think the lore is really no, good. That's cool. I do. I bought the fucking division books. So <laughs> it's it's there and it's really interesting, but you have to look for it. Yeah. But if you've mm-hmm. taken the time to step back and read those lore books that are associated with these events happening. Mm-hmm. You starting to get a picture of what might yeah. be the actual scenario here. Yeah, and through my experience with Division, I got to say, I actually think that this might be a smarter way to tell stories in that world to some extent. Yeah, like it sounds like I really like what I'm hearing, and it, it I, I, I think with Stadia coming out, I might actually get back into Destiny too, and like I really like what I'm hearing about how they're rolling that stuff out. Yeah, and how it's it, they're telling a story that you are you are in, but not like a central part of it, yeah. you know, cause there's, cause it's you and there's so many other characters and you're just guardian X, so to speak. Yeah. And you might be part of like these big battles and that you can do the mission for it, but there's all this stuff with all these characters going on that are just so much bigger than you. And it's almost like you're watching a show, but you're also a civilian in the show. Yeah. And I think that's the interesting thing is when they've referenced guardians doing like the guardian player base doing stuff, they reference it as a fire team went mm-hmm. in there. Like, right. so it's always, a group of people that went in yeah. there and, and resolved the challenge, but they're not so far that like they, they glorify you. They right. glorify you in the sense of like you've done major stuff in the story and things like that. But as a group, you've got like they went in there and destroyed this. Right. It's like how in the, um, in the division, the first 
the first clan to uh, complete the raid yeah. for for the airport is the one that canonically in the story actually did that, and right. they're just a group of division agents like yeah. any other. Yeah, so that's how they, that's how they refer to things in the grimoire itself. But mm-hmm. I think the grimoire is worth reading. I just think they should take more of that that they've written and put a little more of it into the, they don't have to put all of it but more of it so it sort of guides you better mm-hmm. because the story is really interesting and a lot of it is really well written it's just hidden behind these cards right okay nice cool yeah. so it sounds like positive re-emerging or re-submerging words mm. i don't know into destiny 2 all i know oh, is yeah. is as long as you're unfolding more of the destiny 2 story mm-hmm. i'm in you know i'm not mm-hmm. i i like the i like the chasing of of certain loot and stuff like that, but that's not going to keep me forever. As long as stuff keeps unfolding over the course of the seasons, then I'm I'm on board because I want to see where these things go. Cool. Uh, but yeah, I'm back into it. Nice. And yeah. it's good to have like friends back into it too. Now so tell me about the, give me a deep lore dive into Call of Duty Mobile. Call of Duty Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one is actually much it's also more surprisingly shoot, shoot, good. Bang, bang. This you is know? more it's right. a more yeah. simplistic approach. It is really <laughs> yeah. just shoot the baddies. It's shoot the baddies. It's what so you want. If you wanted yeah. to get that out of your system, <laughs> there's the a shoot the baddies. It's a pretty shoot cheap little mobile game or it's uh, free. Deal? It's free to play. It's free, it's free okay. to play. But it's got all the micro- It's got oh, microtransaction bullshit that it forces you through like Is the it cosmetic or is it functional? Uh, I don't know. I haven't even looked at it. Ah, okay. I don't want to so give it the time of day. Yeah, sure. Because they're going to shove it down your throat at some point because they have you haven't felt the need for it. I've played about 6 or 7 games. Okay. And mm-hmm. I have like a 2.8 KD, so Ooh, feeling really good. Nice. Uh, I don't know if it's just I'm good at it or if I'm just playing a bunch of children. <laughs> it could go either way. Yes. There's probably a lot of that happening. Like, yeah. The first time I played um, uh, Fortnite on mobile, I won. Yeah. And I was like, so, this is this doesn't make sense. way harder on PC. Yeah. What's yeah, happening as here? A, as a girl, sense. I have to ask, can people type? Annoying and offensive things at you? Not that I've noticed. Okay, <laughs> Not that I've noticed. I might. Uh, I'm sure there's a chat. It's, a, it's a better version of Call of Duty because you can't have 12 year olds. All I've all I've done is uh, skip over everything I care about, know, swearing hate crimes at you. Yeah, and exactly. jump right into like team deathmatch and just done that. Oh, you mean no death threats? Fantastic. And I think is there like a just mute everyone mo- like by default in the options for? Call I haven't of Duty? heard anything. There should be. No, no. I'm sorry. I'm talking about like the main modern warfare. Oh yeah, I think Ignore so. me. I think you can continue, please, with mm. with mobile. So I I don't play with the sound on so i don't hear any of the sound so i don't know if there's like a microphone support feature whatever the case may be all i know is i jump into a deathmatch game play it for like 10 minutes or so and then i jump out of the game and then i go back to whatever i was doing so i never play like back-to-back games and it's doing the whole like virtual joystick thing right yeah it's doing the virtual joystick thing so when you hold the the phone your left hand is moving around mm-hmm. um and then your right thumb will also like You'll move the camera as you would in like a normal first like a track person, pad. standard movement, standard yeah. first person shooter. Yeah. But when you cl- when you tap on the pad on the right side, is when you start aiming down the gun or you shoot the gun. So there's two different control methods. One is if you aim, uh, the gun won't start shooting until it's locked onto like like the aim is like the crosshair is on a player that you're trying to shoot. Mm-hmm. So it'll like stay there and then bang 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 and then it starts shooting. Right. Or you can use the advanced control method. Advanced, not that much Aim-quote advanced, but finger quotes. Yeah. Yeah, but you tap on the aim and then it starts shooting immediately. But it's still like pretty reasonable of like getting the aim and locking on your target. Mm-hmm. If you have any like experience with a first person shooter, this sort of does a good job. Okay. Uh, so it's pretty basic, but it works well, which is what I'm surprised about because I don't expect things to work that well mm-hmm. with on that control games. scheme no. on a phone. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't have the feedback yeah. of a joystick. 
right? right? Like on a joystick, you get that it's trying to recenter itself. You don't get that here. So you just kind of have to like remember to let it recenter at some point. Mm. So how does it alert you to enemy fire? Say somebody's shooting you in the back. How would you know about? Well, it? it's it's the Call of Duty approach. So usually, if you're getting you shot, see a little blood thing on the bottom. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's okay. you. You'll start. You'll get that sort of like red, red circle indicating yeah. indicating direction. which which direction. Okay. But it's also the Call of Duty approach of if you're being shot first, you're probably yeah, dead. You're probably dead. Yeah. Okay. Because you don't Fair have enough. like you don't have health the way you it's do. It's not like, Overwatch. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's time to kill in Call of Duty is yeah one second maybe. Yeah. Where it's okay. it's much different than things like Destiny and Halo and Overwatch, where you yeah. do have a chance to fight back yeah. if you counter correctly. Right. But this you, game doesn't if really do that. And which, you have a shotgun and blah blah blah. So blah, if yeah. you're playing Call of Duty and you're trying to do that, then it makes sense actually okay. with with such cool. a short time to kill. It does it like it's. Um, uh, that smooths over part of the experience on mobile, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah, so it's actually... It's, it's really mostly about like getting to drop on someone, and once you did, you effectively got them. It's way better than I ever thought anyone could accomplish a game like that mm. um, on mobile. Mm. So when I played it, I was like, wow, I actually am enjoying this. And I'm not big on competitive gaming. I don't know if you noticed, I don't play a lot of games that have PvP. I recently got back into playing Destiny's PvP because I had to. Because that was the weekly event for the week. <laughs> so every month, Destiny has the Iron Banner, which is a, a big PvP thing where level advantages are enabled. So oh, like, really? if you do have more power, then hmm. you will do more damage to other players. Hmm. But you get better rewards for it. And it'll, it's only there for the week, and then it's gone okay. for a month. So, I mean, I don't love PvP. So to find a game like Call of Duty where I got... It is only that. There's no campaign here. It's just player-on-player, team deathmatch, yeah. and whatever other objective-based modes they have, and enjoying it, it's a surprise. Hmm. Especially to grab me, who doesn't like that stuff. Okay. All right, cool. Good first impression. Yeah. If you play some more, we'll see how the progression turns out. Yeah, because... it's going gonna, it's gonna to be based on the progression and how long I remain as good as I am. <laughs> because when I start losing a lot, I'm like, I don't want to play this anymore. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, But, you know, for right now, for like if you want to play a game of Call of Duty and you're like stuck in the car or... You're at home and, you know, you don't have a way to play it. You know, play it this way. And yeah. maybe that's your branch to getting the new Modern mm. Warfare. Or talk to your friends. But if, mm. you, if you don't like your friends, then... Shoot them. <laughs> then shoot them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Virtually. Virtually shoot them. Virtually not, shoot them. I'm not, not condoning actual no, gun violence. No murder. No we yes. have enough of that. <laughs> yeah, there, there's actually no murder at all in the game I wanted to talk about. So, Oh, that's good. It's Yay. nice. Yeah. Um, so it's another mobile game. You can play it offline. It's called Discolored, and mm-hmm. I picked it up off of Apple Arcade. And it's clearly a super indie game. Uh, I went up and looked it up. The um, creator is this Jason Godby fellows from New York at uh, Behind the Rabbit Productions. That's cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see it's very much in the style of art he's done in other games. And uh, so the basic concept is you are plopped down into a sort of black and white world. And uh, there are three light prisms hiding in that world, green, red, and blue, so your primary colors. And your goal is to find them, put them in the correct receptacles, and restore color to the world. That's the short version of it. So um, That reminds me, just a quick interruption, that reminds me of um, Gris, Gris? Gris on yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Switch. We're yeah. like restoring color to the world, which mm-hmm. I really like that game. So Yeah, and it's a nice concept for game. This is doing it in more of the tradition of point-and-click troubleshooting games. Right, the color is, is not the reward like it is in Greece. It's the mechanic. 
Gotcha. Right, exactly. Uh, and so objects may not appear until their associated color is restored. So to give an example, mm. not in the game, if you had a red fire hydrant on the street, you actually might not see the fire hydrant at all until you restored the color red. But does would it exist it, there? It might not even exist there. Okay. You might not see it. You might be able to walk through that spot. Nothing happens. Uh, when you restore red, now the fire hydrant is there. If you were then to remove the red prism from its receptacle, the fire hydrant would still be there, but it would be gray. Okay. Right. So it's an interesting and odd little game mechanic. You find yourself uh, swapping colors in and out to see what the effect might be. Okay. Uh, of doing that. Uh, and it does change the world enough to matter. So you do find yourself going through all the possible combinations. Like if I have blue and green, I can have cyan, but I, I can't have yellow or orange. You know. So it is uh, an interesting little uh, game in that way. The Would you call it a puzzle game? Puzzle game. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Just not 100% clear. Yeah, yeah. point and click uh, puzzle game. Okay. Sure. But um, the interface is really clunky, so I'm using it on my iPhone mm. 6S, and it's not at all intuitive how to combine one object that you have in your inventory with another object mm. in your inventory, or uh, in some cases, you're made to like zoom in on an object that is of interest to you, uh, and you might then want to place another object on, onto that area for whatever reason. It's unclear how to move around where you're going to place that object, mm. or on my controls at least, the object I was trying to place would just disappear, and I had no idea why. It was just huh. kind of buggy mm. in that way. Okay. Um, the logic in the game is fairly consistent, so you can see what he was trying to do. It just needed some significant time with like QA, or at least like watching your grandma play and get confused, or something mm. like that. Right. Um, You're not going to get too much of that when you got a one-man indie game, yeah. Right, yeah. exactly. That is one of but the if faults. But if he does a good job of executing those things, there's no... Like, I'd rather see this, a developer get supported and then mm -hmm. improve further on down the line. Yeah, Yeah, me that's too. the sort of support that a publisher could provide. Yeah, right, and you but. can see where this is actually meant to be a small part of a larger game scheme. So right mm. before you jump into this world, um, you see a map of multiple islands and at the end of the game you color in that part of the map but that means there's a lot more land that has not been colored in hmm. so even though the game is over you sense a feeling that you've completed a chapter hmm. not that you have rebuilt the universe per oh, se so do we do we know if there's going to be like follow-up chapters to this game or something i don't like know and this huh. game was out very briefly it hasn't huh. been out long at all and there's not much information about it yet I'd be curious if uh, anything in the App Store description maybe describes it as episodic or anything like that. Mm -mm, not really. Huh. But uh, if it's the nature of Apple Arcade that they're going to keep supporting these same right. publishers, then it's I would think something that. is going to come out later. Yeah. And maybe we'll get a chance to see a little bit more improved inter interface. Because like, the graphics are good, uh, the music is good, and it helps support the plot line of the story, such as it is. It's a... Uh, very much a symbolic graphical plot. You don't have any letters or text or no characters in this game. Mm. Um, it's it's very much the the logic of the universe that you're trying to sort out as you go along, hmm. uh, and that makes it intriguing and interesting and fun. Nonverbal storytelling. Yeah, and and I kind of enjoyed that aspect of it, and I, I would want to encourage more of it. But like to give an example, there is a small menu of options 
One of them is called look sensitivity. And basically that's the sensitivity of your uh, camera view, right? So you have a movement on the left and camera view is on the right or in the middle of the screen. And the camera looking is really, really painfully slow hmm. unless you turn this little lever up in the settings section. Mm. And every time you quit the game and go back in, you have to turn that lever up again. Oh, that's oh, frustrating. No. That's, that's frustrating. That's some basic stuff. Yeah. Eesh. Right. So it's just like... That's makes a me, that makes me think that the core experience was on a deadline, maybe, as part of like working with Apple Arcade, and then these sorts of things got left by the wayside. Hopefully he has a chance to push out those updates, because there's no way he's unaware of things like that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think it's still new enough that he could fix that, and it'd be... Yeah, I think easy enough to do. Fine. Right, exactly. I could just see that being something that like he's aware of, but it's not a deal breaker. It doesn't feel pressing so. to him, but it may actually keep people from finishing the game. It's annoying enough. Because mm. I get motion sick, and when I turn the lever all the way up to 100%, I start to get a little nauseous. So I can see why the default would be to keep it on the low side. But if it's too low even for me, yeah. who gets motion sick easy, then for some people it's just unlivably weak. <laughs> gotcha. You know? And it... it increases the sense that this universe is messed up and hard to deal with and a little painful. So like the, the mm. grayness and the uh, somberness of the music and then these difficult controls kind of combine to make it feel mm-hmm. like sort of a slog for the first couple of minutes until you find the first prison. Mm. Um, but, you know, if you push through it, it's not a long game. I played it in probably a, a couple of days and putting it down several times. Every time I got stuck, I would put it down for a little while and come back to it. Mm. And that seemed to, as, as often, often happens with me, that seemed to do the difference. So like a handful of hours or something like that? or it, Not even. Not even, okay. Like, if you actually had a good idea how to play the story, like already, if I were, were to replay it, I'm sure I could do it in a half an hour. Oh, okay. You know? Gotcha. Again, that feeling that this is almost a chapter. Yeah, almost you know? just a little experimental... Uh, experience kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you already had Apple Arcade, I would say definitely go and grab it. I don't know if I'd recommend getting a subscription service. How much is just it? Just for this? But it's like How five bucks is, a month yeah, and the first month, month is free. So I don't know. There's it's, enough How many games do you buy for Apple five Arcade bucks actually. already? You know? Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't buy many games mm-hmm. and I don't play many mobile games so I can't see it being cost effective for me. Right. But when it does come down to like a good game does come out on the iOS, I do just tend to buy it because mm. it's a few bucks to drop in the bucket if I'm not going to mm. buy another one for like three months. Sure. sure. You know? Well, there's there's a good number of games on there if you are someone who likes a game on mobile. Yeah. Uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts is on there, although I will caveat that by saying that that game is better experienced with the controller. Gotcha. But, um, but it is on there. So you have that. You have uh, Oceanhorn, which is a mobile attempt at a Zelda game, and it's not bad. Um, I always juggled with the idea of getting Oceanhorn. Yeah, I wasn't sure. It's good, yeah. um, but the only thing I'll the, the one thing I'll say about Apple Arcade that's kind of annoying is that um, like it's the one trial on the iOS ecospace ecosystem where if you cancel your trial, yeah your service is immediately terminated as opposed to at the end of the trial period, Mm -hmm. which is super weird because that's something that like Apple kind of enforces is like, if you have a 30 day trial and then someone cancels, so everyone else has to keep the trial, but they don't, but then they're not playing by their own rules, which is frustrating. Yeah. Uh, but fortunately 
uh, Apple platforms and Google too, they're actually good at centralizing subscriptions and making them easy to cancel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I still want to encourage the game. There are a couple of little twisty bits towards the end that uh, lead to some real fun aha moments and uh, a sense that you have achieved something, even though it's relatively short. So nice. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have a suggestion. Yeah. What Would you like to just call the episode here uh, and then do the it's news fine. next week? Because I feel like we've droned on a lot about games, and I think we're hitting like a <laughs> yeah. two-hour mark right There's now. There's nothing there that can't be pushed. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. Sure. You can yeah. carry this, those, those stories over to next week. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Very shortly. Anthem Next is a ridiculous idea. Go look it up and tell me why. Yeah. Why I'm looking Looks forward like to a game all. by a publisher that I refused to buy their last game. Tell <laughs> me why. <laughs> tell, me, tell me why you want to play this game. You'll find out next week. Yep. Yeah, I'm cool with that. All right. Sounds like good. So I think that's where we're going to call the episode here. I don't have my script in front of me, so I don't remember what it says, but I think it's, it's right, something along it's right the lines there. of... It's right there. What I just said. And you can always find us on Twitter <laughs> and Instagram and Facebook where we don't post updates about anything <laughs> because we're really bad at social media. And we'll really? see you guys on the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the habits, man. Got to build good habits. We'll build it. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.